apps that uh, YouTube made me take because CrossFit Games reported me. Bam, we're live. <laughs> Taylor Self from Self Made Programming. <clears throat> JR Howell from CrossFit Crash. Great gym. I'm getting. I'm seeing more and more of your gym and videos. By the way, JR, congratulations. That place is dope. Shout out to Rick Jones. Is that the guy who set it up? Video. Uh, that's the videographer for the gym. Oh, oh man, it's cool. Uh, that basketball game. I, I was watching some of the Hopper stuff before he was on that basketball thing. Can you beat Hopper at that basketball game, Taylor? At basketball? In yeah. The, oh, in the in the crash pad. Yeah. Probably he sucks at sports. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Matt Souza from CrossFit Livermore, executive producer of the Seven Podcast, all around good dude. Well, thank you, uh, librarian. That was nice, librarian. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. It's when also you, be... sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say it's going to be also me sweating the whole time because I brought up all those videos that we talked about before. And now we're not using any of them, and my palms are already getting sweaty as I'm trying. Bring to them, bring, bring them up, fuck up it, just try, <laughs> just try. <laughs> well, just try. Okay, well, we're, we were debating before we came on today, guys, of how much of these um, we have. So basically, what we're going to do, what we have today, and I'm pr- pretty pumped, is uh, Jr. has given his. 10 best CrossFit games workouts in the 15 years that CrossFit games have been going on. So from 2007 to 2021. And Taylor has also uh, given us his 10 best, what he thinks are the 10 best um, workouts. We're going to find out what criteria they used in just a minute. Um, One of the things that I was thinking about before we uh, started the show uh, earlier today, uh, and, and JR and Taylor and I were talking about it, these were all done by one man. Correct. They all have the same author. This programming, creme de la Dave, and not the kind of cream that you like typically. And and <laughs> uh, take a dollop of cream. <laughs> and uh, the venues that they were at are are not your traditional venues where most of the world does uh, uh, accepts programming, which would be either in their garage or at an affiliate or at some sort of box gym, some a place. These are these venues that Dave's been programming at have what some people think probably made, made his job. Probably a lot of people think made his job easier, but actually I'm guessing it made his job harder and we'll find out um, because there were so many options and there's such an, uh, it would be so easy to get out of control. So we have a, we have a unique venue for these, uh, this, type of programming and we have a pretty large budget and i was thinking that maybe it's the largest budget that any programmers have but i don't know who knows what those guys in dubai are made of like um oil and cash uh what kind of resources they have i mean they did an event in a snowstorm in the desert so uh so so it is it is unique and uh and he is a unique uh in in the sense that he's been around crossfit um almost forever the programmer and he comes from a uh, background he was a seal team six operator and we're talking about dave castro so uh fitness uh was always uh paramount to his survival at, at, at the foundation one or at the one of the cornerstones of his job was uh fitness meaning that your life and those of those around you depended on how fit you are so he takes fitness extremely seriously so we, we is there anything else you guys want to say about the programmer or or the situation the conditions well, I mean, it was really, really fucking hard to pick just 10 workouts. Um, I think part of that is due to it's been around for over 10 years. The other part is that the guy who was writing them wrote a lot of really good workouts. Um, would you would you say that there was a bias towards the mo- more recent years? Uh, one, because maybe you guys were more emotionally attached to them. They're fresher in your memory. Or maybe just Dave got better, JR? 
No, I actually made it a point to start with the first year and some of the criteria that we'll go over. One of the biggest criteria for me was like the ripple effect. So what effect did this event have on future events and on years to come? So that was like a big criteria for me. Give me one just small example of that, of uh, uh, the ripple effect. How, 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 how would I recognize that as a layman? Uh, like the first time you saw legless rope climbs programmed at the CrossFit Games. And then after that, what did we see the following year? 2014 regionals legless event, the same one they repeated this year. And then also that movement paves the way for more intricate levels of climbing, peg all the pegboard workouts. They wouldn't have ever happened if legless wasn't introduced first. Uh, and, and when you say intricate um <clears throat> intricacies in the rope climb, you mean like the diameter of the rope was changed, the, they cut off the bottom, you know, eight feet or whatever of the rope. So you couldn't get your, or, you know, six feet of the rope. So you couldn't get your feet on it. You had to jump. You mean they had the part where you, they started marking where, um, how far down you had to go before you could let go shit like that. Right. Like they, you know, they introduced the cut rope uh-huh. and then that showed up at regionals where you can climb halfway legless and then you can start using your legs. But all those iterations happened from the traditional rope climb. And then after that, when legless started, there were regionals finales that included legless and they were always showed up. And a lot of those workouts are ones that still hold up. If a workout holds up from 2013 or 14 as still being a legitimate test today, I would say it's one of the best games events ever. Say that last sentence again. If what showed up today? So, for instance, legless in 2000, um, in 2014. Right. If I'm sorry, 13. If that workout were programmed at the CrossFit Games this year, 27 thrusters, four legless, 21 thrusters, three legless, 15 thrusters, two legless, nine thrusters, one legless for time, it would still hold up as a legitimate test today. 72 thrusters, 10 legless, and they would be flying. They would be going fast. People would blow up still. There would be separation. It would still hold up as a great test. Um, uh, Taylor, what, what gets, so we'll keep opening doors. Tell me this, what wouldn't hold up today? Uh, I think, uh, an example of, of something that's on my list is like 2010, Amanda nine, seven, five, um, ring muscle up squat snap. <laughs> it's, I mean, gosh, if you go back and watch the video from 2010 and then you watch the video from 2017, it's one, the increase in volume is crazy in the speed at which they do their muscle ups and the snatches, but also just how much better everybody's moving. I mean, in 2010, it, it got a little ugly. Um, it was fucking cool, but so nine, seven, so great games work out in 2010, mm-hmm. not yeah. good for 2022. Maybe we'll just gift wrap it and hand it off to the affiliates. You can have this one. <laughs> do this, do, do this as your day one workout. Uh, and, and, and how, and how, and how about the venues? Uh, any, any place we have a row, the, the three venues we have, uh, well, Four venues we have, I guess, are Aromas, uh, Carson, Madison, and then we had that year uh, where it was off-site, which was basically just a giant field and a uh, swimming pool. So let's just say the the three venues, uh, Madison, Aromas, and uh, Carson. Any venues that you guys uh, found found preferential or that you felt swayed it so the workouts were better there? I think the ranch allowed for a unique twist on some of the programming in a really cool way. Aside from that, I think Madison and Aromas were pretty similar with the exception of maybe the proximity of Aromas to a beach. Um, but aside from that, pretty similar. I mean, in, in Wisconsin, they have the lake and that's different than an ocean swim and you don't have the beach, but they're swimming. So you like, basically I'm hearing you like them all. 
All the venues. Yeah. Yeah. All the venues. JR. Yeah, in my top 10, the majority of them come from the StubHub Center. The majority of them come from Carson, the days in Carson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and finally, um, one of the things that I would hear most consistently throughout the years when, when workouts would come up or when people would suggest workouts to Dave, he would say, hey, I don't want to do gimmicks. And like something that would be a true spectacle would be to do, let's say, a 50-foot rope climb, right? And you really can't have any, you can't allow anyone to fall off of it. It, it. it can't be like, you know, it probably can't be legless. It probably can't be more than one ascent and one descent. Um, but did you, do you guys agree with, like, I'd like to see that. And I'm guessing if I would have proposed that to Dave, he would have been like, it's a gimmick. And it is a gimmick because it's, it's for a stunt, but it would be fun to see them up that high. You know, did you feel, do you guys feel me on this? And what are your opinions on that? Do you think it's good that he stayed away from gimmicks? Do you think he stayed away from gimmicks? I think a lot of people would argue that walking on your hands alone is gimmicky and doing it on top of and around things is even more gimmicky. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like that take. I also think that aside from that, he seems to stay away from things that I would consider gimmicky. The one thing I've always wondered about is like a speed rock climbing wall where they have, you know, you see people doing speed bouldering events where they have 10 lanes that are the same exact course. That would kind of be the next evolution in climbing, but I wonder how gimmicky they think that is. It would be a cool event, but. Today, one thing that I think is that that Dave did a great job of was he always tied the workouts and the events back to the methodology. And so a lot of the times when you think it's new, he's actually reaching further back into main site workouts from early 2000s, where there are specific things in there that said, if you don't have access to a high enough ceiling for a rope, use a pegboard. There was also a lot of workouts. And I think there was even an article written by Glassman that said dumbbells are a more efficient tool for strength gaining. So then you go all the way back to the dumbbells when that one regional, when he took out the barbell completely. So a lot of his like new stuff is actually recycled old methodology. Yeah. And, you know, I think back to things like the softball toss and the med ball GHD toss for distance. And a lot of people said those were gimmicky. A lot of people said it wasn't fitness. A lot of people said even more so than something like swimming really benefited more so where you're from culturally and whether or not you ever threw anything. But if you really think back to grassroots methodology, what is in the pyramid? It is not weightlifting. It is weightlifting and throwing. Mm -hmm. It says that yep. specifically. So yep. Dave, to, maybe to a fault, tried to stay that true to its roots. I think the softball throw was a Glassman interjection along with the L-sit. If I recall correctly, I remember hearing from some show that Dave was on himself verbatim saying yep. that Glassman made, made him do the throw, and he was a little nervous about it because he knew some athletes would make it look really fucking bad. And they managed to do that. <laughs> a few might have. I, I remember that too. Actually, I do remember that being something he said too. JR, did you find the? Are you saying that the handstand walk is gimmicky when when it when it's up and over and around and? No, I love it. I okay, you love it. Okay, I think it's awesome. But okay. I think outsiders looking in, or maybe just casual viewers of the sport that only watch the CrossFit Games at the games level only. We'll see stuff like that and think it's just a parlor trick. Yeah, I think I think James Fitzgerald didn't like it. I think I remember filming him one year in Carson as a master's athlete, and he was pretty disappointed to see it. He he didn't think it was a a, a good test of fitness. I love handstand walking. The one thing I think look like to a spectator standpoint that looks gimmicky is like that previous comment, the freestanding handstand push ups from last year were a little 
visually not so appealing. There was a, it was super busy, you know, a lot of lines and. Is this, is this the guy who won? Is this Spencer? Spencer, did Spencer win yeah. the uh, yeah. softball throw? Yeah. You know, watching him, he's, I think he Look might at be- that. What's he doing? Is that a pirouette? Was that ballet? No, it's called, <laughs> it's called a crow hop. Yeah. Um, if you watch him on the 2012 Pendleton obstacle course, I think he is probably the most, the best athlete that's ever competed at the games. Just pure athlete. Personally. Spencer. Yeah, I mean, you watch watch him on watch him throw that that ball. I mean, he won that event. He, uh, I think, he won twenty twelve obstacle course at Pendleton. He just flew through that. It was fucking crazy watching that. Was was was, do you, um, was Spencer a hard worker? Uh, I mean, could he I, push harder? I know his dad way better than I know him, and I would have a hard time believing he was not a hard worker. Well, yeah, he definitely comes from some good pedigree. I know, I don't know I don't know anything about Spencer's training. I just wonder why. I mean, and he, he was a good games athlete. I'm just yeah. wondering why he didn't go further um, if he was that great of an athlete. Maybe if it just well, was. Taylor Stash is a gimmick. He had a, he had a couple. He had at least one top ten year. I think in 2017 or 18 he went team, and then at that point he was having some kids. Um, I do. I have heard stories about him training at Appalachian State as he was on the baseball team, and him and his dad making him do like handstand pushups in the bathroom because they wouldn't let him do it in the gym. So he would go into the bathroom for his workouts and do handstand pushups. Damn. His uh, his his dad's uh, business card is him tackling. Who's that super famous running back who used to be on the Rams? Yeah, the Rams running back. I forget his name. The guy who wore he wore glasses. He Eric Dickerson. A, yes, yeah, yes, yes. And he was fucking spearing him. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. His business card is him drilling Eric Dickerson in his Rams <laughs> uniform. It's pretty gnarly. He was an '80s walk-on linebacker in the NFL. If that tells you anything about him. Uh, and 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 uh, and, and uh, his dad's uh, on the L1 team. Is his dad a flowmaster? No, he's not a flow master, but he's a level four on the L1 team. And he owns CrossFit. Charlotte. Wow. Okay. Uh, so uh, the programming, what, what do you want to tell us about this uh, before we dig into the programming? Uh, w- one more thing. So we've talked about where, we've talked about who. Uh, what is the goal? Has the goal always been the same for this programming? And what is that goal? I would say yes. The goal has always been to find the fittest on earth. And, and I would then, say that these lists, me and Taylor are not saying that if you took our list of 10 alone, that it would make the perfect CrossFit games. Far from that. Yeah. Okay. We are choosing events that we like based on different criteria. One of them being we just love them and, and they're our list. We love how they look. We love how they were programmed. We love the movement combinations. Other criteria may be what were their implications during the event? So after that event happened, did that start someone's downward spiral in the competition? Did it cause someone's uphill trajectory to where they eventually won the competition? Did they create iconic moments that you'll just always remember? You know, like at the end of events, someone's celebration or someone's emotional collapse at the end of an event. And then what I mentioned earlier the ripple effect. So you take a workout from 2008 or 2009, are we still kind of seeing that footprint in 2019, 20 and 21 so many years later? Other than that, I would say the flow and show. So essentially 
the spectacle of the event itself that visually it just looked amazing. And that's why we think it's one of the best events. And I think another one final metric would be the efficacy. Does the workout do what it's intended to do? Um, or do the athletes just totally blow it out of the water? Cause there is a rare occasion where the athletes quote unquote break the workout. I think 2021, the interval workout at the games with the uh, yoke and the GHD med ball sit-ups was a pretty, I remember, yeah, it was, it was, what do you mean broke it? Like there's a 13 way tie. No, no like the athletes are intended to take four intervals and they almost finish it in one interval. Oh, 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 okay. 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 Just bad testing. Okay. In, in, in that year, wasn't that the year that they also changed the run, the distance of the run and the clean ladder? Yeah. Yes. And I, and I'm trying to think, um, there was another year something weird happened. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what 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 would constitute. Is is there a workout that's the worst workout ever in all of CrossFit Games that just stands out like, oh fuck, not that one. Double banger. There's, there's one that's. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was that's bad. You're right. All the ones with the hammers. I yeah. actually can't believe they brought like that it. back twice. Maybe that the row. Yeah, the shit. yeah the row steak steak from 2009. Didn't someone's hand get busted on that? Are you talking yeah. about where they had the hammer Take, in the piece uh, of rebar, right? Yeah. Gordon, something I, Gordon. Kelly Gordon, Cara Gordon, Sarah Gordon, yeah, Becky Gordon, Julie Gordon. What the fuck was that chick's name? She's on the one team. Some Gordon. She went to the ho- that chick went to the hospital. That yeah, was the, and and came back. And then the sand was like supposed like some guys were hitting it. It was going straight through. And yeah, that one was bad. But the banger was atrocious. Yeah. Does anyone like the banger? That's the one where the green hammer, right? And you stand mm-hmm. with the, yeah. Both years, it I didn't really like that that workout. The first year was that sprint. Then they had the athletes that like kind of hook and drag, so it kind of threw out the test altogether. And then the year before that, did they do something with a rope? Was it a heavy double under rope? With it in 2012, the double yeah, banger was, was just regular double unders. I think but, it was just regular double unders. Yeah, okay, but the but banger yeah, was at different levels. It. it was like eye right. level. One was on the ground, one yeah, was high. It this way, and then, yeah. Nicole Gordon, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I wasn't a big – to be honest, I like the visual of Assault Banger, the 30-cal sprint into the into the hammer, and I think kind of like Dave said in his interview, it's you can't always predict the fuckery that an athlete's going to pull. I mean, there like two or three guys did that. The rest of them didn't, and right. those two or three guys proved to be kind of irrelevant in the competition, but – I thought it looked cool. I didn't personally like Atalanta as a final because I thought a lot of people just pulled back and there was not really any intensity under the test. Yeah. Wish you were going to get his fifth, right? It's like, Wait, exactly. what workout? What workout? Atalanta. The hundred hand, yeah, the 100 handstand push ups, 200 pistols, 300 pull ups starts and ends with a mile. The twist on Murph. Oh, is, is and is that what they did at the ranch when there was only yeah. five athletes? Mm-hmm. And, and, and at Fraser and, well, Fraser and Tia did that together, right? That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that was a cool moment, but I almost don't like the fact that it was under such a low amount of intensity that they're able to just pull back and be like, fuck it, we'll finish together, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That either says they're so good, or I just would have preferred a different workout that made them struggle a little. Maybe a little bit of both, maybe a little bit of both. My, my, I'll, I'll t- I'm going to tell you this. This isn't at the games, but all my favorite workouts in all of CrossFit Games history probably come from one place. And that place is at a regional and the regional was Del Mar. And the reason why is because the venue, the crowd and the lighting, and, and, and I'm so biased. The lighting was 
unbelievable. It was basically a giant fucking open stadium, but it had a roof, but it was all skylights. And then both ends were open. It was, it was a horse place where you do people do horse tricks and there were some stuff they would do in there. But, and my favorite part was when Kenny leverage and Josh bridges were coming down towards us and they have their shirts off and they're doing snatches with, I don't know what it was, 70 or hundred pound dumbbells. And you could just see their arms and their neck and everything. Every time it was dope. Yeah. That was the original hundreds. That it was okay. Well, it was the second hundreds. There was a hundreds really early on with like double unders and um, like I think overhead squats or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. That one was that one was wall balls, um, pistols, chest dumbbell bar. snatches, and chest of bar pull ups. And just the way the athletes had to walk out by everyone and everyone's kind it, it, it was it was intense and then and then and then the other one i liked for for visual oh, oh here we are this is the ham this is 2009 that looks, yeah that looks so terrible look at how they're holding that fuck. yeah oh my goodness <laughs> and arms look at the look at the judge just super close <laughs> but yeah are you, you can see it? This is, is it getting low see how low her, hers is relative to like some of the spots like seven was saying is actually uh softer yeah, yeah oh, that yeah. was hairball and and then and then in, in carson one year i don't remember what year it was but there was a workout where they were flipping i, I guess they're called pigs they, they were those big green steel things yeah, and the, the shots cover. we were getting from jason kalipa flipping that thing i mean his arms look like they were going to explode those are those are the two that stand out uh for me but but for totally different reasons i didn't give it i didn't I, I, not not for the programming but just for the uh my or i guess just the spectacle okay uh i have two lists here we'll start with uh taylor do you guys intersect at all were there any uh you guys pick the um yeah when we both send each other our rough drafts i think we had four or five events that overlapped and okay. we made the unanimous decision to we also had five or six honorable mentions and so we were just like, all right, for, for an event that both of us have, I'll plug in one of my honorable mentions and vice versa so that we weren't just talking about the same workout twice. Okay. Uh, let's go through these. Um, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll keep us moving, but at any time you want to slow down and really hammer something out and talk about it, let me know. Uh, this is Taylor's list. The workout, this is, oh, why don't we go backwards? We're going to start with 10. We're going to start okay. with 10. And okay. we're going to go JR's 10th or my 10th and JR's 10th and then nine and nine and eight. And eight. Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. That sounds good. I'm trying to see if I have J. Okay. This is going to get a little squirrely here with the page. Uh, JR's 10 is the sand sandbag sprint from 2009. Uh, I was at the top of that hill and that was brutal. I don't think anyone knew. Well, probably Dave knew. But none of us as spectators knew. Uh, I'll just throw this in there. The reason why I think this was the greatest event in CrossFit Games history. And I can't ever remember it being done ever again is the fact that you could touch the athletes. What do I mean by that? We were, it was was like the fucking Tour de France. They had to run up between us. We could, you could touch them. No one would have probably said anything to you. You It was so narrow and so steep. Yeah, right there. And it, this, wow. there was a feeling here as they were running by you that I've never felt at any other event. And I have insane access. I've had insane access. And, 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 uh, and, and all the fans had at least as good of access as me. And this was something special. That's fucking cool. Yeah, this was something special. 
Yeah, look at all those people. I want to say there was like 2,400 people there. This is the 2009 games. There are probably 2,400 people there. First year, 2007 games, there were probably like 60 to 100 people. Then 2008, I think there were maybe, you know, 1,500. And then this year, there were probably close to 3,000. Yeah, and they started down there. Yeah, so if you look behind these guys, they started on the cement there, and that's the barn. And then they would come up, up the hill. Uh, why did you? Center. Yeah. My old coach. Yeah. Pat Sherwood. Pat Sherwood. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, oh, is that Ben Smith too? Yep. In yep. the white well, t-shirt? Right there. Yeah. Yep. Right there. <laughs> right there. Um, why did, uh, uh, JR Howell, why did you pick uh, this event? The yeah, so there's a lot of reasons I picked this one. First of all, I knew that I really wanted to choose one from the early years that some people may not remember. They might not remember like the carnage that it left behind, but part of what I think makes a good event is sometimes just the simplicity of it. Dave was always really good about that. And there's nothing more simple than just adding some weight to your body and running up a hill as fast as you can. Like the winning times were right around one minute. So there's plenty of time for that lactic to set in and you just have to deal with it for like the last, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet, the worst part of the climb. I think Ben still says to this day, that might be the most uncomfortable event he's ever done in his career. What was the weight? It was two 35 pound bags for the males and one 35 pound bag for the females. And, and, and do you think that was appropriate? Did you, do you like that? Why not make it one 70 pound bag for the men? Do you like it that it's two different bags? They got to juggle. Yeah, I think it was cool because you saw people carrying them in different ways, which I thought was really cool, too. It's just one small little instance of adaptability. And, you know, nowadays people would people would figure something out in the warm up room and not let anyone else see it. But you were probably out there just watching like the rest of the spectators and you saw someone do it in an effective way. And then as the heats went on, people got a little bit better at it. I saw um, uh, there's there's only two workouts that stand out in my mind where I actually saw athletes like like you literally witness their bodies break down. Like you see people fail the rope climb and you see them fail, but you still don't know exactly what's going on. You have to just assume it's, it's arm fatigue, but there's one time I want to say it was at Freddie Camacho's gym. And I saw Jeremy, Jeremy Thiel and Jason Klepa do 10 burpees, 10 thrusters at 135, three rounds and they raced. And as they came to like their last five burpees, each something happened to their hips, both of them at like, it just almost like stopped. And when they would bring their legs forward, it was almost like they were doing the slips splits. They couldn't do burpees anymore. Their legs had filled up with so much blood. They couldn't even like close their hip and it, and their legs wouldn't come up all the way. It was like, you saw the body breaking down. That same thing happened on this hill sprint. There would be a dude winning like a big name, you know, and 15 feet from the stop top, his legs stopped working. It's not even that he gave up. You literally saw his legs just stop working. Like he's like looking down at him. You're looking at him. And then Miko squeezes by or Spieler squeeze, like goes in between two guys and bumps them. If you, if you can find the spot, I think Spieler runs in between two giants uh, whose legs just stop working. It was a, it was a trip, not because they're breathing heavy, but there's actually some sort of muscular, like, Hey, it can't. It, 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 it cannot. And what's weird is you don't normally get to see that like in a body weight, body weight type of, you know, movement, although they were carrying the bags. But when someone can't do a snatch anymore, it's because it's, you know, 185 and, and the, you know, they got to take a rest. Yeah, this it's is so cool too. Because, body's breaking down. Because people like, I mean, Ben Bergeron, when he does his camp every year, they go to this famous hill that he runs 
And he does like intervals of this type run with his. Is athletes. it a sand hill? It's a sand dune. It's like I, I can't remember it's the, a, the exact name. Someone in the comments will know. But they'll, they'll go out there and they'll go a quarter of the way up and then walk down, and then they'll go half the way up and then walk down. It's it's a lot of mental training, but it has to stem from this. I mean, Rogue built a hill in the outfield, and you know, there's everyone. No one has an original idea. And you know, at the end of the day, we're all just kind of emulating others that we've seen. I mean, Dave Reed did this with a longer course with a feed with a corn sack at the games in 2020. It's still where where did they where at the ranch? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't remember that. And 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 not nearly as dramatic because it was it was uh, just one probably group, and then also um, you didn't have the crowd there. I mean, the crowd was nuts. Mm -hmm. It was super cool. Yeah, it, it it was it was weird. Uh, anything else you want to say about this one? No. Uh, oh, is Miko that split these guys? <clears throat> oh, I is found, it? Yeah, I found the clip real quick. Okay, you demand. Let's see it. I'm sure I shot this too, so I should be able to use this, right? Yeah, you own yeah, yeah. this, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> that is actually from my camera. I was up at the top. Okay, let's see. Oh, and that nice. might be Carrie and that might be Carrie Peterson's camera or Hollis Malloy's. There were only three of us there, I think, filming. Maybe, maybe my maybe my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's Jeremy Teal to the right. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm forgetting all these guys' names. Okay, let's see it. And look, Nico's got both bags in one hand. Yep. And they all start to break down and fall apart, and he sneaks right on in. <sighs> Pass both right at the end. Look at this guy. Look at that pain face right there. Nuts. <laughs> Nuts, nuts, nuts. Man, Miko is something special. Uh, and uh, that was uh, JR's number 10, and we will go to Taylor's number 10, uh, Soccer Chipper 2015. Oh, and by the way, in the winner of this uh, sandbag sprint, it, it says SS and AT, Annie Thor's daughter and... Um, Sveinborg Sveinbjörgsen. Oh shit! So it was the guy she came out with, which was really cool. They're both sitting next to each other, like kind of scoffing it off, like everyone else was being soft. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Those two were those two were cut from a different cloth that year. They showed up. Okay, Uh, and 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 this one, the soccer chipper, 2015. It's Taylor's number ten on all time best uh, CrossFit Games uh, events, and the winners were Elizabeth Akinwali and Ben Smith, superstars of the day. Yeah, way, did you guys watch Ben Smith's uh, steroid thing uh, no, video that he just came out with? Oh, he just came out with it today. It's pretty good. That guy he he does the the podcast with is pretty good too. I, I don't know who that is. Do you know who it is? Mm-mm. I don't like him that much. No offense. Oh yeah. no, no. I th- he well, I, he was great on today's show. I thought <laughs> he was on, yo, the, la- so on good. the last on the last couple of shows. He was like when they did the <laughs> programming show. He just never mind. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll rip him up. We'll, we'll rip you up later, dude. But 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 you were great today. You were great today. Uh, soccer chipper, a uh, hundred foot pig flip. The men used five hundred sixty pounds, and the women used three hundred ninety five pounds. My goodness, uh, four legless rope climbs, and then a hundred foot handstand walk. What are these letters next to them? W G G. Uh, so that's just me designating. It's a triplet weightlifting gymnastics gymnastics. Um, well, it's a chipper, but it's also consists of three movements. Interestingly enough, a lot of the workouts that I picked are triplets with a weightlifting and gymnastics and a monostructural modality paired it's just classic crossfit i mean i love this so much it's the reintroduction of the pig after using it for the first time and kind of the main thing to note is this is in 2015 where 
Dave says kind of behind the scenes, I think Matt just lost the games. I believe this is at that point in time where Matt mm-hmm. blows up on the pig. Um, yep. Can't do the legless rope climbs and Ben Smith wins. Mm-hmm. Is that in the behind the scenes? He says that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. That was the momentum shift right there. Damn. That was some good shit. The behind the yeah. scenes. Man, if that could just come around again. But I'm just also saying. The, yeah, I mean, but the spectacle of this workout too, just watching them flip a pig a hundred feet, go straight to the rope, a hundred feet down again on the handstand walk, just really fucking cool. Um, is this the one that he showed the picture of uh, earlier with Jason flipping the pig? That's the year and the one I was referencing that was great for photography. No, no, that's the burden run. Oh, okay. Um, where where did this take place, Taylor? This took place in Carson in the soccer stadium. Oh, so is that thing that Jason was flipping earlier? Is that also called a pig? Yes, but mm-hmm. it was the first iteration and they didn't mm-hmm. have it covered. This is just a cover over it. Yep. The evolution of. So is there that metal contraption is inside of that cover? To some degree. I mean, I guess you, no one will ever know unless you own one and want to fucking cut it up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was a pig. I always wondered what was in those. So those are 560 pounds. Yeah, you can load them. I believe it's like a Velcro-type vinyl cover. You can unstrap and change the loading. So as you lift that, it's 560 pounds, but it gets lighter. Each each little yeah, bit you raise it, it gets lighter, it, right? It's leverage. It's like flipping a tire. And there were some guys that were very athletic and natural with this movement and others that fucking crush it. I mean, I remember you remember hearing guys say it was like a one rep max bench press. And if you've ever flipped the tire before, you're thinking, well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> who who wins this workout um, if you do it this year at the games um, uh, from the men and the women? Wow. Uh, you would think uh, Pat Donner. Okay. I, would, I would potentially think he's great at legless rope climbs. He won the pig flip event at Wadapalooza. And he did. if he didn't win, he came really close to winning the pig flip muscle-up workout in 2021. Um, and then it's a handstand walk, and he's good at handstand walking. I believe he won the deadlift freestanding handstand push-up event that year as well, 2021. And, and we'll yeah, just he won that workout last year with the pig flip. And we'll just give it to Tia? Mm, maybe not Tia because she's not so great at dense handstand walking. That's like the one thing if there was ever a hole Tia had, it's handstand walking in big chunks comparatively to the field. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you may not remember this. But early in mine and Taylor's relationship, back in the day when Dave Castro ran the games, I had made the introduction between Taylor Self and Dave Castro, and Taylor had found his way out to Aromas, California, in Steinbeck country, where uh, the largest agricultural center of the globe, maybe. And Taylor found his way out there, a young man from, I don't know, Georgia, South Carolina, where the fuck he's from. And he gets out there onto the ranch, and Dave puts him... Puts him, puts him to the, puts him to the test, and he says, "Taylor, you're here to test workouts." And Taylor says, "Yes, I am, sir." He tells Taylor, "Go flip that pig." <laughs> you want to take over from here, Taylor? And Taylor, what happened? Do you want me to? Do you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell the way I see it. I think it was the pig was set up in a really well. We can. How heavy it. was it? How heavy was the pig? Can we see the pig again? Picture it wasn't. Of it? it wasn't the weight, but when we get to this 2020 workout where they have these turf little strips. We were flipping the pig on a turf strip and right next to that turf strip was dirt. And I stepped off the turf strip and slipped and 
got crushed. And, and how high up was the pig? Did you have it this high up? It was probably that exactly that high up. I took this where you flip it up and you take a step with that next back leg. And I stepped, I mean, we were on fucking three feet wide of turf. It was retarded. At oh. which point Taylor found himself underneath the pig and Allison scuds came over uh, with a Mac, uh, a margarita in one hand and lifted the pig <laughs> off of him with the other hand. To, to note, though, I did take second to Pat on the pig flip event at Wadapalooza. All right. Noted. And that was this last year? Yeah. Okay. Good job. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything else we want to say about um, uh, Taylor's number 10 soccer chipper 2015 winners, Elizabeth Ockenwally and Ben Smith? No surprise they won it. That means it was, it, was, it was an event won or lost if you were strong, right? You had to have strength and you had to have the skill. Elizabeth Ackenwally is an amazing handstand walker, and I think she's athletic enough to get through the pig and the legless. Mm-hmm. Uh, workout number nine uh, on uh, J.R. Howell's list, squat clean pyramid from 2016. The winners are... Carl Webb. Carl Alex Webb. Anderson and Carl Webb. Wow. Wow, these are some names. Wow, Car has been around forever. <laughs> One of the Anderson brothers shot a dude. No. One of the Anderson brothers, did he shoot a dude? Something happened with one of the Anderson brothers. One of the Anderson brothers got in a gunfight. A guy tried to shoot him. I was just I think, reading about it. It was about it was two years ago. Was it Z A Anderson? I don't know, but he was at some it, it was a it was a NASCAR driver. He a was NASCAR a- driver shot at him. I think he was at a NASCAR driver's ex-wife's house. Oh, and some, shit. Someone's going to have to look it up. This sounds uh, like some Kentucky shit right here. <laughs> he was at some race car, professional race car driver's uh, uh, <laughs> ex-wife's house, and the, and the ex-husband came over, and he's the, he's the race professional race car driver, NASCAR driver, and uh, when he entered the house, I think he pulled a gun on, on one of the Anderson brothers, and I think that he had to cap him. Drinking Mountain Dew Code Red and smoking Marlboros, probably. I think he capped him. I think he killed him. That's Wait, fucking crazy. I know. It is crazy. Do you see it? Do you see it? I want to make sure. Sh- uh, tell me about the uh, JR. Tell me what. I don't remember the squat clean pyramid. Can you, um, tell, what did it look like? Yeah. So the workout was ascending loads for time 108642. And, wh- and where was it? Tell me the venue. This was at Carson. In the tennis stadium? Correct. Okay. I don't know if we wanted to. To share this story still or move Holy on. Shit. The guy was sponsored <laughs> by Zaxby's. Police in Georgia say former NASCAR driver John West Townley was shot to death in a dispute that involved the hatchet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he came at him with the hatchet. Yeah. It's a nuts. Estranged wife and another man. What does estranged wife mean? Yeah, why do they have, why does they have to use a word like estranged? Was she strange? I heard there's a toothbrush now. I heard there's a toothbrush now that's also a water pick. Yeah, right there. Uh, 31-year-old Townley who raced eight seasons had the weapon at some point before he was fatally wounded by Zach R- R- Anderson. Man. Anyway. All right. Scott Clean Pyramid. Found fucking NASCAR driver's wife. Is that is that the guy? Oh, it, uh, oh, but that's not the guy in this workout. This was his brother, <laughs> Alex Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was his brother. Zach made the games in 2013, I believe. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. My ex that comment dude yes he's comment yes <laughs> cunt killed my ex-wife's lover <laughs> wow. i can't even i can't even do that family tree i don't even understand that 
That's bad. We're talking about a dead guy. Come on. Let's I, move I on. know. Be cool. Yeah, I know. Be cool. JR, the squat clean pyramid is the workout that made me start CrossFit. Zachary <laughs> Cadets. CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah, so the workout is 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 of ascending weights of squat cleans. So 30 squat cleans. At regionals this year, they did the same thing with snatches. So this was kind of the pro- you know the progression through the season of that, which was cool. But I know I'm really hard on using absolute strength or strength workouts under zero fatigue, essentially strength with no fitness involved. I'm usually really critical about where those workouts are placed. And if they're placed anywhere but the games, do they affect the leaderboard too much? And do they swing the leaderboard too much for just being brutishly strong? This was the first time that I saw strength being expressed the way that I feel like really shows who's the strongest in by CrossFit's definition. So moving really heavy loads fast under fatigue, usually in events like this, the strongest person like one rep max strength didn't win. This event also paved the way for workouts like all the sprint ladders. So like the snatch sprint ladder, the clean sprint ladder, the clean and jerk sprint ladder. This was the first one where we saw strength being expressed in this way, which is really cool. And can you just look at what it's right after? Holy fuck. (laughs) What a day. Like that day is, I think, still maybe the hardest day ever in CrossFit Games history. I mean, and and Taylor's saying marathon row, maybe the ones with the marathon row was worse, but those three workouts are heinous back to back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Murph, Squat Clean Pyramid, and Double DT, get fucked. Hey, uh, will you go back to that video real quick? There's an athlete's name we saw on there that had insane promise. Speaking about people who were incredible athletes, this lady. Are you talking was, about Brooke? No, no this lady was talk, amazing. No, he's, she he's was a Laurel. About, he's, he's talking about um about Brooks. No, nope. The girl that wore the sunglasses in the nope. jean shorts, right? Nope, nope. Uh, it was t- uh, go back. You she she was in fifth place for a second wherever you were. Tanella, Tanella Reed. Uh, oh, Reed. Mm. Well, she did well in 2017 too. She was going to be, she could have been like the Laura Horvat of her day. I mean, she, what happened to her? She was getting good. Well, she did awesome the next year. Cause you know, she won the sprint O course and she was, she did really well the following year. Yeah. She was a real athlete. She was a real athlete. Uh, when you, you know, I think I interviewed her once and she said she just, she grew up in a tree basically. I, I think that's her. And I think maybe she had like six brothers or some, it's some story like that. Six brothers and her, and she lived in a tree. I mean, by a tree, I mean, she just played in a tree her whole life. Um, what, what, uh, I bet you she got pregnant. That's what I'm going to be. Uh, let's just go did. with that. I think, she, I think she did start a family. That's what happens to girls. That's what happens to them. They get pregnant. Okay. Uh, that's not, it's not my fault, but it, it does. It does happen. Um, anything, anything you want to say about this workout, uh, Taylor, you like it? Um, Oh, uh, one more thing before you go, Taylor, when you talk about the evolution and you're saying this is the first time I liked all that, this is the first time we saw kind of, uh, heavy lifting, um, expressed quickly. And it wasn't the strongest person who won as opposed to kind of parceling it, parsing it out in the 2008 or nine games, we saw them do that long run. And then we saw, and then we saw a deadlift ladder where whoever finished last Mm -hmm. went first. And that was kind of like the uh, poor man's attempt at what more this was. This was a more super high skilled version of that, right? All the pieces that finally, but wouldn't you say that's the distance cousin of that JR? Am I understanding what you're saying? 
No, yeah, actually, yeah, I actually love that parallel. They're vastly different tests, and then they redid that one at the games when they took them back. Yeah, you know, where they here. did a longer trail run and they did a heavier <clears throat> deadlift ladder. The only thing I would say about that one is, I think that one probably, to an extent, still just kind of favors the most enduring and then also the most strong. And right. It's not really giving oh. value to the person that's well-rounded at both. I agree. I agree. It's kind of the distance cousin of it. Cause you kind of tried to fatigue them with the run, but at the end of the day, they all get a pretty he- enough rest. And at the strongest guy still wins that event. I mean, it's a strong parallel though, because you have at least in 2016 last place on the run got first place on the deadlift. So if you're thinking most of the field follows that trend, then the person that's right in the middle is getting the best. Well, I guess not. Points so wouldn't you say though, like that year, I think yeah. Sam took <laughs> last dancer, yep. and they but he took last knowing he could still win. <laughs> so if it was, if it really held up, wouldn't you think that it would, it would hurt that person or does that yeah. just mean they're that much of a specialist? No, you're, you're right. I think you're right too. And that year, I don't remember who, um, it, uh, I forget the guy's name. He's a black guy. He was last on the run and he, and he cleared the whole fucking thing. All and no one thought anyone would do it, and he went all the way to 500 pounds in 2009. Yeah, in 2009, can't remember mm-hmm. his name. I only made fucking a half dozen videos on him. <laughs> God, my memory's waning. Uh, okay, uh, number nine from anything else we want to say about this? Number nine from Taylor Self, uh, 2007. Reload. How old, were, how old were you there? This was how old were you, Taylor? In 2007, I was. 12. When Taylor was 12 years old, there was a workout at the ranch, the very first CrossFit Games. This Taylor is, has that as number nine on his list. Know, this is 2020. It's called Reload. Take on Hopper style CrossFit Wad. Well, you, T- oh. you got it wrong. This is 2007 Reload is the name of the event, and it's the 2020 version of the 2007 workout. Okay. Right. My bad. My bad. So yeah, I was going to say, and the winners were Tia Toomey and Matt Fraser. Yeah. You, 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 you caught yourself. I, I should have put 2020 in parentheses, but this workout then was five rounds for time of chest to bar pull-ups and 135 shouldered overheads or pull-ups and 135 shouldered overheads, but the same exact format. And so this is kind of what me and JR were talking about at the beginning of the show where you forgot the row though. There's a buy-in on the row, right? Yeah. 1500 yeah. meter row buy-in. Okay. okay. And then five rounds of this workout, 10 bar muscle ups, seven shoulder to overhead, 235 for the guys, 145 for the ladies. And it's a great evolution of that first day workout from 2007, which they titled Hopper Style CrossFit Wad. I think they actually pulled that from the hopper, and this was one of three workouts. And and what was the original workout? The original workout was a 1,500-meter row, pull-ups, and 135 shoulder-to-overheads. For the men. Yes, and 95 for the ladies. So they added 100 pounds for the men. And made them bar muscle-ups. Did anyone do <laughs> this Did anyone do this workout unbroken? Matt and Tia both came close to unbroken and failed. Both of them, their last, last shoulder round. overhead on the last round and had to reclean it and then jerk it. Right. And I uh, think- how, about, how about today? Does it get, can it get, um, can, is, are there people in the field who can do this faster? What year was this, 2020? 2020 uh okay. with the exception of justin retesting and maybe going a little faster there's no one who's blowing the doors off this workout like they would the 2007 version so this for sure holds up today crazy um crazy, and i think crazy, an important 
an important thing to note from this workout, at least that I noted, was when Matt finished this and then 10 seconds later, Justin walks across the finish line mm-hmm. um, on the first workout in Aromas in 2020. It was pretty – you're like, holy shit, who's that? You know, you expect Matt, at least in that format, to just fucking clap everyone. And this kid walks across the finish line 10 seconds later, opens some eyes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, who took second in the women, do you know? Was n- – <sighs> It wasn't Haley Adams. Maybe it was – I can't remember. Either Haley or Brooke Wells. Oh, I want to get Haley Adams on the show. Did I send you that, Sousa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, here's him failing his next rep. Ooh. Woo! <laughs> so hold on. Take a second. Look at those turf strips. Go back. Okay. Well, we're now going to look and see – the turf strips that oh wow okay they had those in one long line and we were flipping the pig on that i'm guessing to keep the dust from smacking in your eye and lo and behold you step off of that and you're fucked hey who is is that chris hinshaw over there uh, leaning up against the uh that's not him over there right on the, by the g on grounds no, i believe that's harry paley standing uh next watching to sam yeah. yeah wow oh that's the guy that went up to hwpo yep Harry Paley. Polly, Pale, Paley, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Harry Paley. He's a good dude. When I went in and did the thing with uh, Ben a while back, I got he got stuck driving me everywhere because I was the only person that didn't have a car from out of state. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, uh, he's a good dude. Drove me around, took me to Whole Foods. We had some lunches together. It's cool. Can we have him on the podcast? Yeah. I already have his number. Perfect. Uh, wait till he's asleep and then text him. Yeah. Uh, anything, anything you want to say about this workout, JR? Yeah, I do. It's actually really, really cool that Taylor picked this because there have been a lot of, there's been some repeats like Murph. There have been some like reload type versions of workouts like this one. This is the only one that's been done three times. The original version of this workout was repeated in 2013, just so people could see how much faster everyone would go. And then oh. Dave, Dave liked the combo so much that he reloaded it for a third time, which I think is awesome because it's never happened before with any other event. I love it. We're happy that it's bar muscle-ups and not uh, ring muscle-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were on the bar for, for the previous two. So, Yeah, and I do want to point out something really small. Me and Taylor talk about this all the time. A lot of people. Oh, I thought it. you were going to say something else. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was waiting. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> distracted for a second some sometimes we well most times we think the female loading is too light and we we pointed out all the time in workouts how females tend to go faster with a 35 pound dumbbell versus a 100 pound dumbbell or 95 pounds versus 135 everyone saw this workout including myself and thought what was dave thinking why did he make it 145 but that just shows how much dave is obsessed with his craft and how much he tested this workout. Because when you look at what happened to Tia at 145, the exact same thing that happened to Matt, they both failed their last jerk. It was almost mm-hmm. like it was, it was nuts. So everyone was thinking that the females would just go faster. And that wasn't the case. He knew to make the weight a little bit lighter. Why? What would, what would the pr- presumed weight be for the women? If the men were 235? Well, typically you see 225, 155. So you have to think if it was 235, okay. you might see 160, okay. which is a pretty okay. big difference. But yeah. I guess it was something about the volume of upper body push and yeah. pull 
with that high level of a skill that he saw something in testing that made him think that he needed to lower the weight just a little. And I mean, that's just him being good at what he does. Were you around long enough, Taylor, to get any um, observations or or give any criticism or insight into uh, the testing you saw going on? Uh, I was around long enough, but I also didn't feel like I was, you know, I got hurt on the first day. So it wasn't like I was testing a lot of workouts, but I saw them being done and I had my own thoughts on them. Not the thoughts on the workouts, but the thoughts on the process. No, I had my own. I, I thought the process was great. I just you know, had my own thoughts on workouts, but when you're not testing them, you don't get asked for your thoughts. How, how does, how, okay. okay. Uh, it was hard to sit there and watch other people work out for three days. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You, you need to get, you need to get at it. You're ready now to get at it. I'm getting at it. All right. Good. Is he getting at it? To, uh, uh, JR? He is <laughs> confirmed getting at it. Uh, number eight, all time best workouts at the CrossFit games on J.R. Howell's lift. The final one, two, three from 2011. And the winners. I don't even know how someone help me here. Rich Froning, Ben Smith and BB. Who's BB? Uh, that's, uh, uh, Chris Spieler won the last one that year. And then wait, 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 wait. Rich Froning, Ben Smith, and Chris Spielert had a three-way tie. No. no, so no, so this workout was one of the was the first time that the athletes oh. were ever briefed on the floor, and this is like a really big deal to me because one of the main staples of CrossFit being unknown and unknowable. This is going to pave the way for other events that are also on my list, but it's not happened very many times. They were out there on the floor. Dave briefs the workout three rounds for time, 21 hand release pushups, get open over the wall, 21 overhead squats, three, two, one. Yeah. And everyone just kind of looks around and they start the workout. No one knew how many workouts there were. No one knew if there was something after no one knew if they were going to have to do it again. You had to sell out and rich sold out on this. And he ends up winning the first workout is smashed they essentially rest a couple minutes. They get briefed on another workout. They have to do it. They get briefed. They have to do the last workout, which has the rope climb, the infamous rope climb, which kind of paved the way to the rest of his career. So I just think when you look at the unknown and unknowable element, it hasn't happened very many times. In 2014, they were sequestered. They didn't know what the workout was. They came out. It was the thick and quick with the double grace afterwards. This year, same thing. They didn't know what was coming. And then one more time when they did chaos in 2018, they didn't know the event until they did the event. And I just think that in history, I mean, if Dave doesn't write the workout this way, does Rich win the games that year? For sure. And then the rest of his career may not even pan out this way. So the ripple effect of this workout is crazy. Not not only on uh, Rich's career, but on how events are done moving forward. Yeah, because one would argue that Dave couldn't do something like this as the sport grew, that you couldn't just tell the TV people, well, what's going to happen is you're going to cut to me and I'm going to tell them what to do. And then three, two, one, go, they're going to start. Like you would think that this kind of event wouldn't be possible in 2019 or 2020. Uh, let, let me just uh, get, let people get caught up here for a second. Is this BB Chris Spieler? Yeah, it's just a typo. Oh, okay. Okay. I sent another list with full mm-hmm. names. I guess you didn't see that one. 
Oh, okay. I didn't see that one. Sorry. Okay, so so the uh, uh, JR's JR's uh was how many points was that worth? Was that worth 300 points? Yeah, they gave 100 for each one. Uh, Taylor, you're going to let him get away with calling this one um He does it too. I have okay. two. I have two. All right. That have all, two right. all right. Uh this is the 2011 games. This was the year um, JR is referring to that Rich Froning was uh, looked like he was going to win the CrossFit Games, and in that third, uh, the the final event was three workouts, and in that third workout there was a rope climb, and we all saw Rich fall from the top of the rope, and I think he hurt himself, maybe even broke his ankle. Something bad happened to him. Yeah, and that's 2010, Savon. 2010. Oh, is that a tight? It's that- probably a typo on my part. It's 2010 because okay, okay. he wins okay. 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay, and. Uh, and, and Graham Holmberg ends up winning the CrossFit Games. Yep. And that sucks to say it like that because Graham Holmberg did win the CrossFit Games. But I, I say go on to win the CrossFit Games because people remember his victory as being uh, rich. And then and then the next year, I want to say Rich came out and completely dominated the rope climb. Yep, there was a rope climb clean and jerk workout, and he destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And look at that. The stands aren't even full. <laughs> Final day, too, right in front. Plenty of room. Crazy. Mm-hmm. If you would have asked me where the stands always full, I would say, yeah. I mean, it was nuts in there. Do you remember the year people got like trampled running there? They opened the door and like. I think they went they, to assign seating after that, didn't they? Because people yeah, would yeah, show they up. Ne- and yeah, they never allowed that again. Out. Yeah, it was crazy. You could just go up and lay stuff down, and that, those were your seats. Like it didn't matter. And and who were the women who won this event? One, two, three? Uh, Kristen Clever, Kristen Clever, and then Annie. Wow. So we start to see her rise, and then she wins the next year. Wow. Is that the, did Christian Clever win the games that year? Uh yes. She was in my house uh hmm, like last weekend. Yeah, with her girlfriend a couple of days ago, uh, watching mm-hmm. the UFC fights. They br- yeah. they brought a bottle of tequila. It was crazy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't hung over, but a lot of people were. I only had three three glasses. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that mm-hmm. event too is I remember I think it was in a behind the scenes thing, maybe where they did the temperature on the blacktop and it was like 120 something degrees and you could see in the videos there's a couple of athletes trying to get close to the wall to do their push-ups because it it was burning their hands uh more information from the behind the scenes and i believe the temperature was 131 and the guy used a temperature gun (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) uh the good old days (laughs) Uh, an incredible venue. Uh, one of the interesting things about this venue is I know there was talk. Dave said that at some point he would like to go back there. I wonder now that he's not in charge of the CrossFit games, if they ever will go back there. I've also heard Dave say that he really wanted to do 20 games and call it. Hmm. And, uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Okay. Texting a friend. I'm doing a podcast. Can you guys hear when my phone rings? Do you hear that? It goes ring. Yep. Sometimes you hear the ding. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, anything you want to say about this? Do you approve of this choice, uh, Taylor? I love it. In fact, not the next, but the one after that on my list is a similar take on this event. Uh, anything else you want to say before we move on to uh, Taylor's number eight? Good. Uh, Taylor's number eight. Taylor Self's number eight. Okay, here it is. Ranch Mini Chipper, 2016. Annie Thor's daughter, Brent Fikowski. Is that Brent's rookie year? 2016, I think, was his rookie year. Yes. Wow. Why are we shaking your head, JR? I was just thinking about the hill sprint and how this comes up again. 
Uh, this is uh, Ranch Mini Chipper 2016. Where did this take place? What was the venue? Aromas, the ranch. Oh, this is the year they flew back. Yep. So this was a third workout. event. They did the trail run again, the deadlift ladder again, and then this was their last workout of that day. Nasty. They took a jet mm-hmm. from Carson to yep to Aromas and uh, in the morning, and then flew and flew back that night. There were no spectators there. Uh, what do you like about this? Why do you pick this as number eight? This is actually the first CrossFit workout I ever saw. I believe that this was aired on CBS, and I remember turning the TV on and watching these guys do this and think, holy <laughs> fuck, that's crazy. Um, so that's that's one reason. The other reason is, again, just an amazing triplet of weightlifting, you know, gymnastics with the GHG sit-up, but also involving the 30-pound med ball sit-up and then taking the med ball with you up the hill, up that hill after 50 wall balls and 30 GHDs is just – gnarly and and the spectacle of it on tv watching this workout was super cool uh any surprise that it was annie and brent who won it no surprise at all what place did annie take that year Do we know no uh brent pikowski do we know what what place he took stand by oh what do you think about this you like this picture yeah i love it man it's kind of it's uh how many years later that Annie wins that sandbag hill sprint and then wins a workout with a weighted hill run, which is super cool. Just kind of awesome. shows you people are good at certain things and no matter how much you train them or don't train them, they're still going to be good at them. Oh, and, and that's eight, eight, eight or nine. That's nine years, eight or nine years after. So cool. And this is the, I think this is the first time the heavy wall ball was ever introduced, which was kind of cool to see in CrossFit games competition. What was the wall ball weight? 30? 30 mm-hmm. for guys, 20 for ladies. And the first and last time they've done a metabolic GHD sit-up with that weight, which may be uh, due time for them to bring that back. A med ball sit-up is a little bit different when, you, when you're when you throwing the 30 around as a guy. And, and, and it's, sorry, and those were 30 pounds also? Oh, yeah. You took the same medicine ball throughout the whole workout. So you did 50 wall balls with it. You took it to your GHD. You did 25 GHD sit-ups with the 30-pounder as a guy, 20-pounder as a lady. And then you took your medicine ball with you up the hill. Wow. Oh, f- f- Fraser was there. Okay. Yeah. Brent got fourth, fourth that year. And his rookie year. Crazy. Yeah. And won that workout. The third workout. And won maybe, maybe two more. I think he won the, he won the D ball a hundred percent was the name of the workout it was like yep. Bob jump over in D ball. I think he may have won one more. I think he won three. Yep. hundred percent. And in the rope, the rope tripper. <clears throat> uh, scroll, scroll down. I want to see, let me look at sixth place. Scott. Wow. So we would have had Scott this year if he wouldn't have hurt himself, probably. We have Bjorkvin, Carl Goodmanson. We have Brent Fikowski. We have Cole Sager. We don't have Matt Fraser. We do have Patrick Vellner. And uh, we don't have Ben Smith, but he's still making shots out of Alex Vigneault, Travis Mayer, uh, Alex Anderson. Wow, Marcus Philly, Josh Bridges. Look at this group. No, Olsen, same McQuant, still on the hunt. Crazy, 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 crazy. Garrett Fisher. All right, uh, number seven on J.R. Howells, the push pool from 2014. It, was that is that a final event? No, that was a that was a nighttime event in the soccer stadium, though. Uh, the winners were, were Josh Bridges, uh, probably one of the most iconic finishes in. Um, it's either him or Rich Froning. Uh, those are the two biggest that stand out for me. Some of the the antics they've done and uh, celebrations they've had. Um, when they win and who's ML 
the great Michelle Laton. Oh, wow. Okay. Here's that crowd you uh, remembered as, Sevon. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Can we see uh, Josh Bridges' uh, celebration here? Is there a. Uh... Yeah, I'll bring it up, but you could probably see a Matt Souza right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were there, Matt? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, why did you pick this, uh, Jr.? Uh, th- this is the all-time seventh best CrossFit Games workout uh, in the history of the CrossFit Games. Jr. Howell picks it, puts it number seven. Push pull from 2014. Yeah, you know, aside from the high level of it, I mean, this is the kind of workout that you saw a lot of people kind of fall apart on with the strict deficit handstand push-up. This was also a workout that had ascending reps, which was pretty cool. The reps went up on the deficit as the deficit went up, which is like. Fuck you and fuck you, which is really a kind of rep scheme that I think Dave has only used once once otherwise. And that's in another workout in my top 10 where the weight goes up as the reps go up. Normally you see the reps go up, the weight go down or you see, you know, you know, vice versa. The sled weight also increases as they go. So the reps go up as the deficit goes up and the sled gets heavier and heavier. So just, and it's just classic push and pull. It's just not a way you would normally train it in a gym, which is just awesome. And look, look how after he wins, Rich still hunts him down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a predator. Look at him, squat down and gives him the love. Like, just like, yeah. Like he comes so, in and then he immediately yeah. turns and goes after him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so great. It's a, and they got the coordinated color shorts. They 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 actually obviously had a little phone call before, and they're like, "Hey, wear your red shorts." <laughs> so good. Yeah, Josh had an explosion. Man, he would explode sometimes out there, right? Just fucking explode. Was there is there anyone yeah, else that awesome. raged as hard as him when they would win? I don't know. I don't think so. Because some of his regionals ones, like the year he grew his hair out Uh, and he like got a a rep at the 265 on that snatch ladder. Like he 2016. Yes. Yeah. 2016. (laughs) The year he missed, right? No, 2016. He made it in 2016 and he raged hard. Yeah. Taylor, how much better or how much worse is. A, a push pull event like this than the shit we saw this year. Uh, and uh, sorry, I can't, I can't quit picking. This is it. But this thing, this torque tank thing, how much uh-huh. better or oh worse? what's God. better, the torque tank or, Dude, or this, this, this push pull shit? This is, I mean, the visual of pulling a sled with the rope and everybody's on the same line and you just see the sled one, two, one. That's so fucking cool. And just watch <laughs> the guy, the different ways they pull it. I mean, Josh is, you know, a smaller guy and just to watch him throw his whole body into it as other guys are just kind of hand over hand is, yeah, unreal. Such a cool spectacle. And the torque is, I want one. I want him to send me one, but it looks fucking Not not if you work on this show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Savage. Hey, yeah, um, okay. I, and, and Fikowski's incredible at the push at, at the push pull sled, right? He can do both. I, th- I want to say that I've seen a pull sled like yeah, no so other. There, yeah, so there was a workout called the rope chipper that almost made my top ten, and it was basically all the machines. It was rowing, skiing, and assault bike, and in between they had the heavy Zeus Pro yep. rope, and then at the very end they had a long hand over hand, 
And Brent kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone was struggling hand over hand. And Brent was just taking these huge pulls and ends up beating everybody at the end. It's awesome. Hand over hand, bend over, pull with the hips. Hand over yeah, hand, bend over. Yeah, I think I remember that. He was a savage. Just ripping it. Yeah, yeah it awesome. he was a savage. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, so this uh, event also is please. what kind of it it's when Rich takes over the lead. So that night he takes over the lead and then the next day he doesn't relinquish the lead to win. And yeah, and the final the final event from 2014 is an honorable mention for me. It's just a fucking sick two back-to-back events with thick and quick right into double grace, which was another event that they announced on the floor. They do thick and quick, the four rope climbs, three overhead squats, 245, and then announces double grace. And you have the iconic Rich Froning finish, drop the bar behind him, walk across the finish line and seal the victory. Mm-hmm. In the stealing of the chalk. Oh man, legendary. Yeah, taking the chalk yes. and... I, rem- I remember that's that. That's your shot, Savon? That's your yeah, shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting behind was, the road thing, and I remember seeing it, knowing that that was a moment. It was There was some second coming fucking religious <laughs> overtones there. That was some crazy shit being in there. How did you capture that shot? Was it just by chance, or were you just following the... You were just following Rich. The I whole didn't time, see anyone like... else in the stadium. I only <laughs> saw. I only had eyes for Rich. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Uh, number uh, seven on Taylor Self's um, uh, all-time best workouts at the CrossFit Games program by the Dave Castro. All of them. Uh, number seven, uh, the 2012 final. Uh, it's Elizabeth cut to 17, won by Deborah Carson and uh, Rich Froney. Then Isabel cut to 12, and then Fran, which is kind of that similar to the 2011 final style where they finish with the three back-to-back events and just so fucking cool that they do one girl, then another girl, then another girl. Oh, I see. I read it wrong. Okay, so it went from Elizabeth, and then they cut some of the losers, then it went to Isabel, then they cut yeah. some of the losers, and then it went to Fran. And yeah. th- was, this is the final workout Yeah. in the and tennis it- stadium at night? Yeah. On Sunday? And, okay. and then the crazy thing about that is they're doing this event and all the other competitors are in another spot in the middle of the StubHub Center, just kind of, or in the middle of the tennis stadium, just off to the side, watching this heat go. Then the next heat goes and they're all just kind of watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. And, and, and did, is that the year? Did, who Did Camille win the CrossFit Games that year? No. Camille won 2014. Who won this year? Yeah. Annie. 2012, okay. 2013, Annie, 2014, Camille, 2015, 16, Cashin. So, so the names of these winners, too. Uh, is Isabel, uh, Annie Thor's daughter, Rich Froning, and Fran, the final one, uh, Camille LeBlanc, Bazinet, and Scott Uh, in, in that year, I think that they went swimming at Manhattan Beach. They went swimming in the ocean yep. somewhere. And I remember Deborah Carson did not want to go in the water. <laughs> and Dave walked out into the water with her. And I remember thinking how fucking inappropriate that was that the that the director of the fucking CrossFit Games was giving preferential treatment and helping this girl psychologically out there into the water. And in hindsight, I think it was brilliant. I'm so glad he did it. Did it, it speaks volumes of the sport and where it came from. But at the time, I was like, man, this this is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> let her fucking quit. She didn't want to get in the water, let her quit. But he, but, but if it wasn't for him, I don't know if it was that year, but one of the years she would have tapped. She was done. She was crying. She was, she was crying. And I, I remember cause I came up to her with, with the holding my camera and she basically <laughs> told me to get the fuck away. Um, uh, what, what do you think, JR? You like this? 
Yeah, this is awesome. And I, I wish that if they were going to cut the field, this is how they would do it, that they yeah. would do it on the last day. And it's been it's been a long time since they've done this kind of format. And I know the show is just bigger and it would maybe be a little bit harder logistically to go tap someone on the shoulder or announce the people and say, if you if your name was called, you can exit the field. But that would just be really cool. Or the Coliseum floor. It would just be really cool to cut people in this fashion. I think you would see people empty the tank like you normally don't see them do anymore. Uh, I, I, I know this is a little unfair. It's a lot unfair. But these Fran times, can we see these Fran times? Uh, how much break did they get in between these workouts? Uh, it was one heat one of the men go, heat two, or sorry, heat one, heat two, heat three, then cut. Heat one, heat two, heat three, then cut. So they had rest. Okay, because the, it's interesting that I had we had Scott on the show and we asked him. You know, I, I sort of had that thing going with Hiller that debate on whether half if you could if half the games athletes this year who take the floor if you make Fran the first workout do half of them finish it men and women under two fifteen and I don't think half of them do. But what's interesting is we asked Scott that and I think Scott agreed with him that he thinks a little more than half would. He says, and look, yeah, he, and he won Fran that year. So we asked a guy who's fucking good at Fran. He got two forty one. At the end of the games, literally the last workout of the CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. And, so it's not. Mention, let's see how the women did. Let's see how the women did. Go ahead, uh, Taylor. Well, to mention the rest thing, like how much time between each event, you have to look at the context of the workout. So Fran is a two and a half minute workout. So heat one goes two and a half minutes. Heat two goes two and a half minutes. Heat three goes, and then Isabel, same thing, a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, same thing with Elizabeth. Look how close the women are. Talena, Talena Fortunato just had twins. She birthed them at home in Florida. Good job. Congratulations, so, so girl. Camille and Talena Fortunato beat everyone at the games in France. They beat yeah. all of the men, too. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. Uh, n- anything else we want to say about this, Taylor, before we move over to number six? The number dom- six. The domination uh, this is- of Rich. <clears throat> say that again. Well, remember this too? Yeah, Rich Wooster's already uh, had had the game sealed up completely. This would have been his second year winning it in a row, so he could have just coasted. And I think he went out and did Isabel that first workout unbroken or like 28 in a row and then stopped and just absolutely crushed it. And then the second event in Elizabeth, he did all of it unbroken because it was a power clean, not a squat clean like the original workout. And I just remember him just ripping on the bar and smashing it. Like he could have just totally coasted and mailed it in and still would have completely won it. And that basically solidified in my mind like, Okay, this dude's going to be here for a long time and he isn't going anywhere. And it's also the, I was going to say the dichotomy between all of the other athletes moving and then watching Rich is really highlighted on the ring dip. It's yeah. fucking crazy. His ring dips are just so pretty. So he everything, it. it's Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. How you do anything is how you do everything. <laughs> Third's a charm. I didn't even need JR's help on that. I killed that, right, JR? <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Going over to number uh, six, um, all-time uh, best CrossFit Games workout by J.R. Howell. It's called the Happy Star. It's from 2020. Uh, that means it happened in what venue? At the ranch with a um, smaller field, five athletes in each. And the winners were uh, Matt Fraser and Tia Toomey. What was Happy Star? What was the workout? Yeah, so Happy Star was four rounds for time somewhere between a 200 and a 300 meter hill run. There we go. And like I said, in my number seven, 
these are the two workouts that I can remember that followed along with that, the level of movement or the level of difficulty increases as the reps increase and not vice versa. So they do five burpees, essentially a burpee get over. They had a little beam that they put up on the rig and it was a burpee when they get to use their hands to put it on the rig to get over. So it was a burpee get over at like 30 inches a log. Had thrusters at various weights and the weight went up every and single the- round and the reps went up every round. And every time they went on a run, like one round, they would run to the right up the hill around oh, the pylon, then they start. would run straight, then they would run to the left a little more, then they would run to the left hard and ended up making a star. And I just thought it was like, this is super classic CrossFit, but this ascending rep scheme with the heavier loading at the end is like awesome. Me and, oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, me and Jason did a workout together uh, this past year that was just like this, but instead of the burpees over the wall, it was burpee bar muscle ups. Pretty nasty. <laughs> And and what's what's interesting about these workouts at the ranch, as I recall, when they would do these runs is everyone didn't take the same path. Well, they each had to, yeah, they would be off just by a few feet. Some people would hit holes in the ground. Some people wouldn't, some people go around the bush this way, around the bush that way. These were things that were unique to this, a venue that, that, that we don't have at other venues. That type of creativity is not even opened up. I've never even seen I've never even seen an event where you would during it the different rounds you would run to different points. Yeah, so, it could only probably only be done with that small of a field too, if you think about it. Because if you doubled that up or even tripled the field up, it might get so chaotic as people all get offset that you would have a little bit of people running into each other. But with five athletes, you can see right here that even as they're kind of taking different lanes, there's still plenty of room and space. So it's kind of unique to that many people too, which is cool. Uh, if you go to Paper Street Coffee, I don't know what the email address is or what the website address is, and you use Sevon as the code, you get 10% off the coffee. If you want to get blood work done and find out how much testosterone your balls are making, you can go to cahormones.com, put in the code Sevon, and you will get free blood work, free doctor's consultation, and then you can begin the process of entering the California – or no, the California, yeah, hormone games coming soon, 2023. T. Elliott Field. Now that we know Sevon's 2K row, can we get a one rep max back squat? What's back squat? Is that when you put the bar in the back? <laughs> 95. Yeah. 95. Fuck. I feel like I have to do it. He's, he, he's got, he, he gave, paid me 20 bucks and a, and a, and a, uh, it's a picture of a hammerhead shark. Maybe I have to start an OnlyFans page where people pay me like to do max lifts and shit. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Dude, you did that 2K row barefoot. Do you know how many people would have paid for that? With what do you mean? Fetishes? Oh, the toes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good point. Just get a good camera angle on it. Uh, okay. Um, anything else you want to say about this event? The 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 happy star? No, I would just say this is like simple and elegant. This is one of those workouts that's probably the least sexy on either of our list, but it's just really, really super classic CrossFit. And you see the two best that have probably ever done it, finishing first on it and it not being close. I distinctly remember this one on like the third load. They're both just doing whatever they need to do to make sure they stay ahead and then, you know, finishing it at the end. And the distinguishing quality between this and the one you said before also is that the, 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 everything was getting harder, more reps, more weight, more reps, heavier weight. 
more burpees. And, and the implications of that is not only are you t- tired and it requires maybe a different kind of pacing, but it's a complete and total head fuck. Yeah, and, very, very mental. And Matt and T are the only one in that workout where you watch them and they're pushing the pace on the run. They're, they're increasing their pace on the run as the workout goes and gets harder and it's just domination. Uh, number six from uh, Taylor Self, all-time best uh, CrossFit Games workouts, 2020 swim and stuff. He has on number six, swim and stuff. Swim, the letter N, stuff. Swim and stuff, 2020. Sam Quant, Tia Toomey. Why did Sam Quant win this? I mean, if when you watch the event, I think Sam Quant won the event because he had the biggest balls on the air bike. <laughs> okay. At least when you watch them all on the assault bike, he is fucking crushing it and he falls off a bit as the workout goes but the first couple of rounds where he went so hard and made so much time on the bike he just matt matt wasn't able to kind of reel that back in what is a slam ball i know what a slam ball is in an affiliate and i know what a slam ball is in my garage but what's a slam ball at the crossfit games same exact things just with the 60 pounder but do you do you have to catch it no, you don't have to catch it at the bottom. A lot of guys were going touch and go, where they just touch the full, kind of like a ground overhead with the D ball. Um, you know, it's there's no standard for how fast you push the ball down. The standard is that you reach extension overhead and the ball touches the floor at the bottom of the rep. So it's okay. essentially a ground overhead with the ball, which I fucking love. It's okay. such, it is a, it's like a burpee pull up or a clean and jerk. It's it's a movement that has such you know the length, the line of action. The ball starts on the ground, it finishes overhead. It takes your whole fucking body to do it, and it hurts. They're awesome. Uh, I, I don't remember what year it was, but it was the it, I don't know, 2008 or 2009, and CrossFit was doing a demo of a gymnastic certification, and Adrian Bosman that was there, and Allison Bishop was there, I believe, and a variety of other people that you that names you might know. And so this was a free gymnastic cert, and a bunch of people who worked at CrossFit HQ went to go take it just to like see if like, hey, do we want to bring this gymnastic cert on board? And I had just ordered a 40-pound slam ball. And at the time, people didn't use heavy slam balls like that, really. All the slam balls were like 20 pounds, 16 pounds, 30 pounds. And I brought this 40-pound slam ball there. And at the break, I brought it out. And we all fucking just had at it. You know what I mean? For 30-minute slam balls. And I think there were some stairs there. We did some stair sprints and stuff. And I remember I got in trouble. I think I got a call from either Dave or Nicole, who was in charge of the seminars at the time, and told me I was never allowed to – do that again organize workouts at the break or or bring a do stupid shit like bring a 40 pound slam ball to the i fucking love that because because we were crushed we were fucking absolutely crushed that's one of the one movements right now that i can do under infinite intensity and i've been doing a lot of them (laughs) slam balls yeah yeah. Uh, why it's easy on your knee uh it's a hinging motion it's a light object like i'm doing it with a 50 for the most part so it's you know the total load on your body is 50 pounds. It's really light. Uh, and it's just so, it's so total body. It's great. But, but, but it, it is, but it's, um, just, um, uh, is it eccentric and not concentric, right? No, it's concentric and not eccentric. Right. Sorry. So it's just concentric and not eccentric. But you pair it with a skier and then you have a concentric and the eccentric. All right. Fine. You win. Yeah. And this is the really cool thing about that movement. So if you took a dumbbell and you, locked your hands around the dumbbell and you did the same movement and you dropped it, the dumbbell would bounce around everywhere. But how awesome would that be to be able to do that with an implement, even a barbell, if you do singles, it takes that time to reset. 
with this movement, and I'll be the first to admit when this workout came out, I thought the ball sims were so dumb. I thought there weren't enough GHD sit-ups and the workout was executed. And what was so cool about it was on the front, on, on the first and third rounds, no one could hold on to the ball because they were wet. But then you went in reverse order on two and four. So you started with the ball. By that time, they were dried off and you saw people going touch and go. So it, the movement really is pretty versatile. And, 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 and everyone says from the games that year that that workout put them in the most discomfort, that that one hurt the most of all. of them. And this is why. And this is why I love it so much. They finally introduce a machine combined with the swim. And I think a lot of people are so good at taking a nice, easy trot, jumping in the water and swimming or the 2020 game, 2010 games when they did the bar muscle up pool, uh, you know, a couple muscle ups, a 50 meter swim, not that much discomfort. When you take an assault bike and you think of what that does to your body, and then you put people who are not that comfortable in the water where you have to hold your breath after sprinting on the assault bike. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I fucking love this workout. It is. It just screams. If you're not really comfortable on the water, this is a bunch of fuck you up so much. I think this was the last year I did any filming for the CrossFit games. Cause I remember I was there when they demo, I did, wasn't at the games that year. I was probably fired. I wasn't allowed to go or something, but I, I filmed the demo for this. And I remember it was Allison scuds and then, uh, and then, t- and then two other uh, CrossFitters, I think Kara Hipskin was one who still works there who, who are both really good swimmers. And it was really cool watching them test it. All right. I'd forgotten all of that. Thanks for bringing back those memories. Um, number five on JR's list uh, of uh, all time, best CrossFit workouts. Chaos from 2018. The winners, Patrick Vellner and Katie. Katrin. Katrin, Katrin David's daughter, and Patrick Vellner. What is chaos from 2018? Yeah, so chaos was one of these other times, one of the few times where we really got to see unknown and unknowable. Dave writes about it a lot in his book when he talks about constructing the 2018 CrossFit Games and how he'd had that idea for a while to find a way to not tell the athletes what they were doing until they immediately got on the floor. And not only not telling them exactly, but telling them movement to movement what they had to do. So the athletes walk out on the floor, they see ski ergs, they see a rig, they see a dumbbell, they see a box and they see something that looks like some sort of sled. So in your head, you're trying to think what you could be doing. And I've mentioned this before. In very few instances, do you see back-to-back movement redundancies that Dave has ever programmed? Like what venue is this? This is 2018. Okay. So it's like programming um, wall balls and squat snatches in the same workout, just two squats back to back, just because. Well, when I see this workout and I see the single arm overhead squats into the pistols, at first you think to yourself, well, you could have just done more of one or less of the other, and you still would have made the box jump overs hard. But from a really, really detailed programming standpoint, I realize now how smart it was because if you're one of the best in the world and you go out there, and you start skiing and then you see this line, you say, okay, I'm probably gonna have to do burpees. And then you see that dumbbell and you, they tell you to overhead squat it. The last thing you're thinking in your mind that you're about to do is another squat. So just to add to the chaos of trying to maybe predict what's coming next. Remember, they didn't even know what reps they were doing. They had no clue how many they were doing. It was, 
it was just really cool because they pulled it off. They said some athletes had to have judges that spoke their native language because they didn't speak English as a primary language. And yet they still did it. And it was just a really awesome show. And again, it's a, it's one of the other instances of true unknown and unknowable. So if you were in second place, you got to see the person ahead of you do this stuff. <laughs> or yeah, you can, you're watching other competitors as you go. I think the other thing to note is look at the female rep scheme, 30 cal, 25 burpees, 40 single arm squats, 45 single leg squats. So it's just chaos. It's cool. <laughs> Wait, so the women did more single leg squats. Mm-hmm. And they did less single arm overhead squats. Wow. Has that ever happened in the CrossFit games where the women do something more than the men? And vice versa? Not in this way. Wow. Okay. Uh, that was the worst CrossFit games in the history for me. It was the year when everything was kind of overshadowed by all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah, I had to fire all my staff, uh, over 100 people, and uh, I was to, it, 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 and then I was told I couldn't do the behind the scenes, and I basically just sat on a couch. I didn't. I, I think I went. I went. Think I went to the venue like twice for 10 minutes each. Man, that was fucking brutal. I thought I was going to be doing the behind the scenes for the next hundred years. I thought I'd be like 90 years old doing the behind <laughs> the scenes, like in a wheelchair, like with like an IV. Like I seriously did. I seriously <laughs> did. I was like. I'm not doing this forever. This is dope. Uh, number five um, on the all-time best CrossFit Games workouts from Taylor Self is the split triplet from 2019. Take on the track triplet, Matt Fraser and Tia Toomey. Yeah, I love this workout again, kind of like what JR talked about early on in the show. It's the unknown and unknowable. And the, the hang dumbbell split snatches and the hang dumbbell cleaning jerks I thought were awesome. They were just so fucking cool. And it's a take on to a degree that workout from 2012, I believe was three rounds for time. They did eight alternating leg split snatches with a barbell and then seven bar muscle ups in a 400 meter run. So you have, you know, the evolution of the pool. They go from the bar muscle up to the pegboard. Um, instead of the run, they have the hundred double unders, and then they take uh, these alternating dumbbell hang split snatches. Where not only do you have to alternate, why are they hang, called split snatches, Taylor? Why can't it just be a hang snatch? Because they were forced to split their legs on each rep, and when they alternated hands, if you're snatching, like the Josh everything, like the jo- like yes, exactly. No shit. Yeah, it was so fucking cool watching them do this. And it, when you switch, when you how did they hands, enforce that? How did they enforce that? Was that hard to judge? No, it was actually a pretty simple thing to judge. Oh, like yeah. You either split okay. or they don't. Um, and that's and the second time they did a split snatch in the games, too. 2012, they did the split snatch, but that was with a barbell. Yeah, the and they, made them, and they made them alternate legs that time as well. So mm-hmm. when they're doing this did, workout. Did anyone do all 10 uh, hang split snatches and then just go into 10 uh, clean and jerks and not put the barbell down? Matt, dumbbell. Matt, for a majority dumbbell? of the workout. For a majority of the workout, did 10 into 10. Noah was doing 10, put the dumbbell down, rest a little bit, 10. Matt also had a fucking handful of no reps on the dumbbell, which I remember. Because it's confusing him. You know, he's alternating hands. You have to switch the lead leg. Um, it was fucking cool. It was cool. Oh, watch. you did have to do that? You had to switch lead leg and switch? Yeah. So every time you went with the right arm, your left leg had to be in front. Every time you snatched with the left arm, your right leg had to be in front. Uh, JR, do you think, are you surprised that Dave did that because it, it could lead to a clusterfuck with the judging? Because I know that that was always something of his concern, like, you know, like with push ups or squats. They were always like trying to figure out new ways to make sure that they're judging everything correctly. Well, I think the standard on that was that both feet had to show movement. 
And then both feet had to return to the starting position before you brought the dumbbell down. So as a judge, if you're looking at feet and then you're looking up, you're really not ever having to look at anything but feet. So making sure that they correct at the top was really the only thing they had to look at. It's, it's really funny that you talk about this in the track triplet on the behind the scenes that Sevon does that year for that workout. This is something I never knew they did. I would love to hear like Hiller's take on it. But your judge would go find you for the following event and say, let's go do your briefing. And there's a clip that shows a couple athletes demonstrating their rep on the floor in front of their judge for that next heat. And the judge saying, "Okay, yeah, that looks good. As long as you do that on the floor, we're good to go. Like, imagine if they could do that now, if they could have the judge for the following heat, if they rotated heat to heat. What year was that? Judges in the warm-up area. 2012. And they had them, they had that judge have their athlete show, demonstrate their movement so that they could tell them, no, that's not going to be a good rep, or yes, that's going to be a good rep on the floor. And and the other thing you have to know is that these are the best athletes in the world performing this. And so you don't have to worry about thousands of people on video fucking up a shuttle run. It's simple. You're either split snatching the dumbbell or you're not. And you're going to get a fucking hard no rep at the games. The, the judges at the games are flows. They're level fours. You're not squeaking shit past them, except for maybe potentially this. Um, I think what he's referring to is Noah was reaching back with his rear leg and not really reaching with the front leg. So he wasn't really showing much movement oh. with the front foot. Right. Um, but he was executing a split. And so maybe that's too new. Did, did Noah and Matt have a beef? I'm trying to remember. Was there tension there? Seems like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was that little rocky point for Noah. Remember when there was like things like for me, I always and yeah, I always love Noah. He yeah, I think there was. Some, yeah, I think there was a situation where he he said something about Rich coming off the floor and saying, "Now it's your turn." Yeah, and and, and he patted Spieler on the head and called him Speely. Yes, <laughs> and, and I remember, <laughs> I remember oh, Heber shit. and Mars, Heber and Mars, and a lot of the other videographers were really fucking the the, the media team were really pissed. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I think we talked about that in the behind the scenes too. If someone did that to me, I'd punch them in the nuts. <laughs> Dude, no, it, like all you got to do is Noah didn't mean anything rude by it. He's cool no. as shit. That's like, yeah, that's his thing. Do you guys remember the commentary in this event by any chance? I think it was Josh Everett. No. It was a funny point because I don't know if he didn't have the notes in front of him or what have you, but he didn't realize that it switched from snatch to clean and jerk. So mm-hmm. he kept making the comment like, Wow, those those athletes are going unbroken, but you could see partly through towards the end as they fatigue, they are changing their technique. Oh, oh that's right. yeah, okay, awesome. Like, awesome. No, he doesn't have the event. He goes, Oh, look, yeah, it seems like to be the real trend. Everybody's changing it and with a little pause <laughs> at the shoulder. And I was like, and then you could see uh, Sean Willen trying to like backpedal for him and, and kept like saying the workout out loud, but Josh wasn't catching the cue. It was hilarious. The shit I remember. I mean, it was it's obviously it's obviously programmed like that for that reason, right? Yeah, exactly. just to push you to fatigue, and and that's some old school shit, right? And Josh Josh was probably did fucking a hundred L ones, and so he mm-hmm. probably was just going on autopilot. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I sort of think that was funny. Uh, number four on uh, Jr.'s all time uh, best CrossFit Games workouts of all time: a twenty one fifteen nine complex. Uh, does this workout not have a name? 
That's the name of it. That's the name of it. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's from 2014. And the winners were uh, Rich Froning and Camille LeBlanc Bazinet. What's this workout? Yeah. So this is. Can we watch oh, this whole cool. thing or no? No, wow, this is but cool. It's kind of a cool visual. Was this one of the first times that they started to lay out the floor like this? No, no, no. I mind. think Eric Diaz made these graphics. I remember we had hired this was the uh head graphics guy from UFC and uh we brought him over to the media department. Shout out to Eric Diaz, one of my favorite favorite guys I ever worked with. He, he still works there. Super talented. Boom, love this one. Chase Ingram. Bill Grunler. Get with the programming. Okay. Uh twenty one fifteen nine complex. Okay, what was the workout? Go ahead, uh Mr. Howell. Yeah, so the workout kind of follows that 21-15-9 classic rep scheme, but it's broken up into three different barbell movements, adding up to 21, three different pulling movements, adding up to 21, and then the next round is adding up to 15, and the next round is adding up to nine. So numbers-wise, it may be one of the coolest rep schemes for any CrossFit Games workout. Oh, wow. No wonder you're not saying what it is. Deadlifts, clean, snatches, pull-ups, chest-to-bar, six. Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – and, and basically, it's easy, even though it, it looks like a shit storm when you look at the numbers, it was easy to follow because they were just marching across the field, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it's really easy once it starts to know that it's, okay, it's 876, 876, then they move. And then it's 654, 654, then they move again. And then it's 432, 432. And this workout is pretty iconic because, and actually Chase gave me this info because I couldn't remember off the top of my head. I don't want to say anything wrong. This was the first time since 2010, Amanda, where Rich was not in the final heat at the CrossFit Games. Oh, wow. Right. So, so wow. he won this workout from event three. And it was the first time that you saw Rich probably reach the most upper ends of his capacity and not mm-hmm. look left and right. He knew he couldn't look left and right because there was a whole nother heat of faster athletes coming. In the last, and I sent a clip of it, in the last round of 432, he does four pull-ups, drops off, does three kipping chest bars, so not butterflies, and then goes into his two-bar muscle-ups and like barely gets them. It's probably the scroll only- down to the bottom a little bit, Susa. I want to see. I want to see those reps as he's talking about it. It's probably the only time in CrossFit competition that you saw him reach the limits of his capacity because usually he could just go ninety percent to everyone's hundred and still beat him. Um, how, how did he win this by a lot over the first heat? Was it close? Do we know? Uh, his time. Let's see. By the way, if you want to see some really neat stuff, if if this is the right year, I remember there's footage of him in the back when he's, when he's not in first place, he's not in the final heat. And it's from the behind the scenes that year. And it's a riches back there with Darren, uh, Hunsucker, his, his cousin, and like a handful of other guys, maybe Josh was back there. And, everyone was fucking with rich and especially rich's cousin and you want to see a fucking champion how rich took it rich is like and you can tell he's butthurt but he's having so much fun still like even when he's frustrated he was having fun and he and he was letting everyone goof on him and uh it was it was pretty awesome it's a pretty awesome moment back there he even calls me over like he knows that i'm i'm filming from afar and he calls me over and he goes what you know what I mean? Like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, like I'm too scared to go over and talk to him cause he's fucking not doing well, but he's like, all right, get over here. Asshole. Come here. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, do you yeah. want? What do you want? What do you, what do you need? Want what you need? Yeah. 
Uh, uh, Mr. Olson, I believe this workout was already on our list. Uh, and yeah. this was number seven on my list. Number seven on uh, Taylor Self's list. Uh, great moment. Um, and, and do you have that one on there, JR? Does that make it because not only because of the workout, but in the beginning you were talking about some of the criteria and you were talking about being sort of an iconic um, moment. Do you like that because do you like this workout in this moment because also of what Rich, how Rich handled it, what he had to do? Yeah, I kind of like it the most because of how, how, how he really needed it. Like he had to win that to, if he wanted to win the games. You know, he did the triple three and then he did one of those sprint events and none of them were good. And so he kind of knew going into this workout that if he was even going to be in the final heat on the last day, he had to win it. So it just kind of showed you he did what had to be done, which was really cool to see. Um, also, too, like if you look at what's happened since this workout. DT, remember, had never been programmed. So if you think of DT as a barbell complex workout, you're right, but it wasn't programmed at the game until after this. They did heavy DT, then double DT. Also, what do we do this year for strength? A barbell complex. This was the first time you saw a barbell complex ever in CrossFit Games competition, which is really cool too. Mm. What's the definition of a barbell complex? Where you kind of saw like movements that could be done back to back to back. So the deadlift right into the clean, right into the okay. snatch. Like you, okay. you, it was a complex because it was a barbell complex of movements and then also a hanging complex, which Taylor may remember, but I can't see that coming up again um, since, which would be really cool if they did something like, you had to do five rounds of six chest to bar, five toes to bar, four bar muscle ups, and you had yeah. to do it unbroken or else you didn't get credit for it. Mm. The only thing similar is the 2021 muscle up ladder where they did 12 ring, 12 bar, 12 bar type ring, but it's not necessarily complex. They just switched hanging movements in the middle of the workout. I, I want to just uh, clarify here something here for Mr. Olson. He's saying Fran Isabel Grace, 2012. He's, he's what he, Elizabeth, he's referencing yeah. this. Okay, okay, okay. So they're on the same. He just he's uh, Olson's got his dude, his girl. He's got too many girls on his mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wasn't it Isabel Elizabeth? It was Elizabeth no, it was Elizabeth. Elizabeth first. was first. Yeah. And then yeah, also too, I think uh, they're referencing here where it says Hobart. In oh, in a behind the scenes, there was I think Rich told them as him and James were in passing, and that's when they were working out together. He was like, "Hey, go faster than you think you." like you can just mm -hmm. just go all out the workouts faster than you think it's going to be and uh those were his parting words as rich headed onto the floor to crush i actually board. i actually texted hobart asking him what he thought of my list and <laughs> he said stuck it no it was it was just a funny uh i said i need your take he said okay i said best crossfit games against of all time and i sent him mine and i just need tell me if you think mine are stupid and he sent me his list and it was a good conversation. I love James. He's a good dude. I think he's coming on the show Tuesday that I'm doing with Brian Friend. I can't remember if it's about teams or masters. Oh, sweet. Uh, um, number, number. unfortunately, we're really going to ramp up the games coverage here, guys. You are going to be – We are going – You're going to see something that you've never seen come out of this podcast in the next month. It is going to be nuts. Did you, do you know uh, who we got to help us? At, uh, with games commentary this year, guys, and, and I'm excited. You're looking at three of the guys who are definitely going to be a big part of it. Um, but I spoke to Sonny Webster, the 2016 Olympian, and he'll be coming on with us to talk any barbell stuff we get. He was super pumped, and uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited that we get to work with him. Okay, uh, number four on 
Taylor Self's all-time greatest CrossFit Games workouts. Uh, uh, CrossFit Games first games were in 2007. Now we're in 2022. They've come through all the uh, events, and these are their top 10. They said it wasn't easy. We're at number four. Med ball, handstand, push-up, 2012. It's intro of the D-ball and return of the parallel handstand push-up bare plates. Albert Dominic LaRouche. Yeah, I always liked name. him because it rhymed with douche and uh, Annie <laughs> Thor's daughter. I, I was a young man back then. I was just, I was immature. That was, I was, I was 40. I was immature. Yeah. Nah, this douche. workout was so fucking cool. Okay. Yeah, tell me, talk to me, talk workout. to me. I don't like, I don't like, um, Oh, parallel handstand pushups. Okay. I don't like, I don't like ring handstand pushups. No, those yeah. are stupid. Yeah. I, Cause everyone looks like they're a giraffe that was just yeah. born. They're yeah. fucking dumb. Um, but anyways, the parallel handstand push-up. I actually thought this was the introduction of the parallel handstand push-up. And Jared corrected me. There was an AMRAP in 2009 with GHD kettlebell swing and handstand push-ups. They were parallel. Um, I think it was two. Yeah, I think it was 2008. I think it was 2008. Earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, the interesting thing to note is I have bare plates here. Is these athletes were lowering their heads onto just two competition plates stacked on one another with no soft surface. <laughs> so you have the metal disc in the center of the plate that you're I lowering approve. your fucking head down to. Speed I just thought that was so sad. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was, his head was bleeding afterward. Um, Whose? Whose was? Bieler. Bieler's, I think. Bieler, wow. yeah. Wow. Wow. On that one. I remember thinking, like, that was smart. Yeah, so... One, it's a, you know, it's a crazy cool couplet of you do your medicine ball cleans. What they call the medicine ball at the time is actually the, the first iteration of the D ball. Then you carry that medicine ball 100 feet to your parallettes. You do your parallel handstand pushups. Carry it back. You do your cleans. Carry it back. Handstand pushups. Um, JR actually had a workout just very similar to this in his, in his most recent Crucible event. And I believe it was eight parallel handstand pushups and 16 squats with the 150 bag. And you just had to carry in between and just a really fucking cool style of event and, and a great variation of the handstand pushup. My, my favorite variation to full depth. But at the time, I think the two plates were appropriate. How was the 10 minute time cap for this? A lot of people made the cap. A lot of people hit the cap. Me- meaning didn't make it. Is that what that means? Hit the cap, didn't make it. Yeah, hit the cabas, didn't make it. And uh, I'm trying – so 150 pounds. And were people able to carry this med ball, the 100 foot, without putting it down? Yeah, the carry wasn't an issue. I think you saw the issue when people were just fucking trying to manhandle the thing and there was no technique and it looked like a several people had just never touched anything like this. Um, it was cool to watch. What happened to um, uh, LaRouche? Is he, he, is he, he's kind of out of the scene? Do we see him in the open? Wasn't I he like a full-time – wasn't he a full-time police officer or, or – I thought that was Alex Vigneault. I get all my Canadians. Vigneault is a firefighter. No, Vigneault is a police officer. Yeah, he is. Um, don't know what happened to him. Man, JR has an unbelievable memory. I can't even remember where I left my keys. I understand. He's a Jacqueline Robinson. Uh, uh, he's a police officer. 2014 triple three rich walked <gasps> Matthew sacrilege 50 burpees that disgusting was, that, was, that was on Hobart's that was on Hobart's list interestingly hey let me tell you something you want to see a young man with a broken heart when I f- saw him walking I like you knew something was wrong it wasn't he wasn't walking because he was tired it was like you saw that car walking and you knew it had a flat tire or something or a fucking blown piston or something was wrong 
fuck that was fucked up i think that was the year i think that worked out what was that was that the triple th- yeah triple threes that was the year uh lucas parker and uh jason kaliba like as they crossed the finish line they were peeing their pants i think i filmed <laughs> both of that they're just like I'm like what's up they're like we're peeing i'm like why and they're like we don't know like, all right i pissed my pants <laughs> once on a run and i was trying to i was on a really long run and i was had to pee really bad these dudes were laying down and our, it's in the behind the scenes jason's like i just can't stop i've lost bladder control that's you've never worked out so hard you lost bladder control uh, we had a guy at our gym do a, do the dumbbell snatch burpee box jump over open workout and mm-hmm. did that. Pissed his pants. In the gym. Like He's yeah, like my best yeah. friend too. I was like, that's fucking gross, dude. I'm not going to say his name for his, for his own sake. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say about this one? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that, that chick. Yep, Man yep, down. Yep, yep, yep. Oh they were chopping like flies out there. Like, go at- back a little bit more. Go back a little bit more. I, yeah, I remember all this. <laughs> oh, oh look, it. there's Danny Haran. Go back. This chick's legs just stopped working. Who is that? Is that Christy Phillips? Who is that? Press play. Press play. That's my old coach. Really? That chick? Phillips. That's okay. not- so we're looking at the woman all the way to the uh, right in the middle of the yep, screen. Yep. And down she goes. Oh, oh shit! Sniper got her. I bet oh, she pulled shit. a hammy. I bet she pulled a hammy. It looked like they just lost. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the struggle on Rich's face as he like yeah. comes through this finish line here. Look at I mean, look at Rich. Uh, hey, such a bad runner. No offense. He is I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you guys this uh, story. You're gonna go to hell for saying that, Taylor. Uh, um, <laughs> there was this event one year, and it was a team event. And they had to carry something on their shoulder with like kettlebell swinging. Oh, and it was so <laughs> fucked up and so fucking dangerous. What year and was that? This was at Carson. And someone on the media team, and I swear to God, if I can find it, I will play that shit. Someone on the someone on the media team made a video of it. Of all of the it's the greatest fail video you've ever seen. It's so crazy. I want to say Sam Dancer has did something crazy in there. Didn't one dude walk it all the way? I just can't. Re- I can't remember. But the fails when those kettlebells start swinging and what you see people's backs and heads and shit start doing, holy fuck! And we never aired it. Like we weren't allowed to air it. Like it was, but it was amazing. Please, someone on the media team now or someone, please reach out to me and send that shit to me. I must have it on a hard drive somewhere. I just don't know how to search for it. Do you guys know which event I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And the music yeah. was amazing. It was like circus music. Oh. It's a fucking train wreck. Swinging yoke. 2012 team event. Yep, called yoke. God, <laughs> it was so fucking crazy. She got KO'd by a ghost. Yeah, something. Okay, oh, what, what event are we talking about? Uh, 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 do we want to say anything else about Dominic LaRouche and Annie Thor's daughter winning this uh, this three rounds for time? Four, but no. Four oh, rounds. three. You're right, you're right, three. Okay. Uh, number... Three, JR, number three. JR. Number three, JR, strongman's fear. Oh, this was a great workout. Sick. Yes, this was a crazy workout. I remember that people were tripping. This, this was one we both had on the list. This one was nuts. This was like, I maybe thought David gone too far. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Is, Holy shit. It's a fucking... <laughs> Wow. 
That looks like <laughs> yeah. a shit show. Like Tommy Hackenbrook. That thing's gonna take. <laughs> Wait, is that the video? That's the fail video. It no, can't possibly be. Yeah, because no, no, that thing no. was buried. We got in they, so much trouble for making that. There's a couple of them where like this guy's <laughs> right about to fall, and then the video like cuts. Oh, he dropped that one. And they oh, never uh, censored. Uh, they uh, never <laughs> censored shit when we were there. But this, this we had taken it too far. That's just gonna take legs out. Holy Wait, fuck! Yeah. Look at the yeah. stands are full, so people watch this shit show live. Oh, dude, it was amazing. It was almost, it was, yeah. Okay, uh, number three on JR's all-time uh, best, uh, Strongman's Fear, 2017. Uh, who, who is KD again? Katrin David's daughter. Oh, uh, yes, Katrin David's yeah. daughter. Brent and B and BF, Bjorgman, Carl Fugmanson? No. Brent Fikowski. Brent Fikowski. Um, there were some dude, was, uh, there were some dudes out there who weren't sure if they were going to pick up the farmer carry, right? Yeah, yeah there were some people struggling with it. Oh, so tell me about this workout, JR, and why you picked it, but tell me about uh, how crazy heavy this shit was. Yeah, so I mean, what was really interesting about it is you could have put all these strongman elements were really with anything else, body weight. I mean, I think you could have put it with rope climbs. I think you could have put it with anything, but the handstand walk with it doing the farmer's carries, pulling your shoulders down, doing the yoke, it's taxing your midline, doing the sled, it's just getting you out of breath. This combination with the handstand walk, like was, was just so awesome from a programming standpoint. And what I think is a little bit lost in it, the athletes got to pick their own journey. So they got to decide the way they wanted to attack it. And it was so cool. You had that photo finish at the end with Matt diving into the pylon and Brent and it was Matt dragging the sled and it was Brent carrying the yoke. So they were at the final yeah. carry and they're both carrying different implements, which is just made everything even more cool. So they had to, they had to carry something, I don't know, halfway down the field. And then they had to handstand walk two 30 foot quadrants. So 60 feet back to get the next thing, carry the next piece down, handstand walk to carry it again. This is like a classic strongman medley type event. But Dave was like, well, instead of running back to the thing and getting it, just make them walk on their hands back to it and get it. So I mean, cool. It's, it's so cool. And I think it's probably the best named CrossFit event ever. Mm -hmm. And With the logs in each hand, you had to pick up 200 yeah. pounds. Yep. Was it, it 200 pounds in each hand? Yeah. Yep. And like you see people doing 200 So that's pounds. 400 pounds know, right there. You know, they can yep. do that. But <clears throat> the fact that it's long like that makes it so much easier, so much harder. No, those aren't 200 pounds each. That's that's a that's fifty pounds on the front end, fifty pounds on the back end, and the log itself. Yep. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So that is There's that's four hundred pounds that dude's carrying. Yep. Yeah, because I remember well, when they were they were that was crazy. And they carried, you know, you just look how they're shaped. So if you remember any of the kettlebell deadlift events where they move the kettlebells, same weight, the kettlebells are just banging against your legs. So that's a little bit easier than carrying the kettlebells like that. I also think the cool thing about this is it's like almost a take on roaming Diane with the strongman implements. You have these posterior driven core dominant weightlifting movements mixed with the handstand walk. It's, it's just, it's a very twisted take on a workout like that. Pick your poison. Yeah. I remember being there at the camera in Matt's face when he dove across the finish line, the good old days, uh, strongman's uh, number three. Anything else you want to say on that, JR? I'm starting no, to move good. fast because I'm starting to look at the time. I'm like, holy shit. I should be drinking already. Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Ish. Kidding. Kind of. Kind of. 
Number three on 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 Taylor Self's all time greatest CrossFit Games workouts: pedal to the metal one and two from 2015. This was the intro of the pegboard. Man, there's a lot of letters here. Who won this? Uh, event one or pedal to the metal one: Spencer Hendel and Margot Alvarez. Pedal to the metal two: Spencer Hendel and Catherine <laughs> David's daughter. Gotcha. Sorry, you had it on here. I just wasn't reading right. Uh, tell us about this one, uh, Taylor. Just, uh, just a sick medley of back-to-back events. One, you have the intro of the pegboard. And I remember when people are climbing it, the announcer saying, you know, I venture to say most of these athletes have never touched this thing. And when you look back, this was the first year Catherine won, and she actually could not complete a single pegboard. Um, and we've talked about that on the show, as you can't believe you can crown her the fittest on earth, where she had a piece an implement in an event where she couldn't even do it. Um, that's one. Hey, thing. and I want to say something. Uh, if, if Dave did say mm-hmm. that if rich would have won the CrossFit games that year and he didn't climb the rope, he wasn't going to let him win. He was going to give it right. to Graham anyway. He said, there's no fucking way we're fucking, if this fucking dude can't get to the top, I don't care if he won by points. We're not letting him be the games champ. Wow, and I don't even think they knew that. Like he was just going to call an audible on that. I don't think there was there was a minimum work requirement. I think he's just like fuck that. Yeah, I don't think there was a minimum work requirement this year either because you see it happened to Katrin. Uh, and it's interesting to note she doesn't complete a pegboard in pedal to the metal one, and then goes ahead and wins pedal to the metal two, which is such again such a contrast to the men's side where Spencer Handel just destroys everyone on the pegboard, kills the machines, and then is easily nah, not easily but close to the best mover on the dumbbell squat snatches and kills the first one and then goes back and wins the, the next one as well which is kind of crazy um just to show you how uh, the crossfit games are truly amazing and people say the dumbest shit about them and it really pisses me off but it, it, mostly around all the cheating stuff about like crossfit protecting its athletes and this and that and there's so much work put into it that it would never be allowed to be tainted like that but this event i want to give bill henniger at rogue and katie henniger over there crazy credit because they built these fucking plexiglass pegboards that I had never yeah. seen before. And they brought these things out onto the field. And there was this lady who you, this Asian lady, I can't fucking remember her name. Dave did one. Yeah. And she, yeah. And she, and she, and, and they built this thing at night. And Dave goes to her. She was like Dave's like creative assistant. She was probably the creative director for the CrossFit games at the time fuck i can't remember her name someone tell me her name i know i know chase knows it and he he, he she worked for crossfit inc I, I mean i knew her well and dave goes i want these covered it's this big fucking rig with all of these climbing boards on it she goes what do you mean i want you want it covered he goes i want a giant sheet over this so no one can see it when they come in here in the morning she's like what he's like yeah i want it covered with the, the biggest sheet ever and then i want to pull it off and show the world it and they did that night she came. So Bill builds this fucking crazy thing. And then she gets it covered with no, like, we're just at the CrossFit games. The event's going to go off in 12 hours. So she makes some sort of cloth. I don't know what the fuck the thing was. Suzanne died. Thank you, Adam, man. Yeah. She was, she was a remarkable, uh, she was a remarkable, uh, human being. Good guess with Kariana, um, Athens, she probably did some crazy shit too, helping out. She was pretty remarkable. But these people would just get shit done. They'd be like, I want that covered. It wasn't impossible to cover it. This thing was 20 feet high and 75 feet long and, and 20 feet wide. You can't cover it, but she did it. And then he went I, out there and pulled it off and climbed up, and the whole crowd went fucking crazy. 
And you know what's crazy too? So he does that. And 90% of 99% of people are like, that's really cool that did that. Dave did that. And there's 1% of the people are like, he's a fucking asshole. He's making it about himself. It's like, go <laughs> fuck yourself. We had fun watching the old man seal do that. Just stop. He wasn't making it about himself. Okay. The other thing to note about Side the workout. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Take it away. From no, 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 go. I'm done. Just the elegance again of the programming of Dave's programming. The workout starts with pedal to the metal one and you have a very high skill gymnastics pull two monostructural elements and then a very high skill weightlifting gymna- or weightlifting implement and you've got a lower body push. So an upper body pull, lower body push. Still the pull in there a little bit with the dumbbell snatch, but for all intents and purposes, it's a, it's a squat. Then you go to pedal to the metal two. You've got a very high skill gymnastics press, monostructural, monostructural, and then a very, very heavy weightlifting lower body pull. So just a couple That's of the kettlebell movements. deadlifts. Yep. A couple and of when you, define monostructural uh, for me. It's a it's a cyclical and repetitive movement. So think a double under running, rowing, biking, something that's the same modality and it's cyclical and repetitive. Is is a, is, is, sna- is snatch a monostructural movement? Snatch would be weightlifting. Weightlifting. Weightlifting is moving an external load around the body in gymnastics. What what about a heavy jump rope? What about a sixty pound jump rope? Is that weightlifting or is that monostructural? What's the heaviest jump rope they make? Do they make a 12 pound jump rope? Do they make one that's so heavy if it sweeps around and hits you, it fucking takes you down? <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should get that. I want to get one. <laughs> it's like a log in between. It's just a chain. I guess you could do it with a chain, like some sort of. Uh, Jesus, that would be so um, fucking dumb. Yeah, listen, listen, asshole. You think I'm fucking asking these fucking questions for myself, you jackass? <laughs> You should take the level one. <laughs> I like you, MLK. You know I'm just busting your balls. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, hey, what's your wife's phone number, by the way? I have that yeah. already too, but I'm gonna pretend like I don't. Michael Michael Burns. <laughs> that's a good Dick. dude. He's a good guy. Dick Wad. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thank you. It is. It's. It's loyalty to a fault. Yes. <laughs> okay uh let me see um we did number four uh anything on- you want to say about anything you want to say about this or jr you want to be like the dude okay I, I was going to tolerate some of uh, taylor's bad picks but at number four that you, you want to tear taylor do you want to tear taylor up at all or no this was awesome i, I had this on my list too and right. i was like we we got to make sure we have this in there so that was perfect we missed, we missed one thing. This was also where Matt lost the games to Ben. It was the final event. He was down eight points. And oh, then, shit. Yeah, his final right. event, down eight points, and then he fucking blows up on the parallel handstand push-ups. Ben takes the lead and wins the games. Wait a second. This is the final – this was the final event on Sunday. Ben won the games in the final event in 2015? He, well, he was up eight points on Matt, which is okay. – not a lot. That's two right. places, and you have right. two back-to-back workouts that are a hundred points each. And so, okay. Matt beat Ben. I think Matt gained one spot on Ben in pedal to the metal one, meaning he had four. He had relinquished four points to to Matt, so it was only a four-point discrepancy. And then Matt on the second one just blew up on the handstand push-ups, and Ben ran away with it. And that was the last close games ever between men and women. <laughs> right <laughs> and from there on out we knew it was t and matt from then when you, on when you put it like that <sighs> oh my goodness crazy 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Good on you, Ben. You're a boss. I'm glad you got that in there. Uh, Taylor Self. No, sorry. J.R. Howell, number two all-time greatest CrossFit Games workouts. The Legless. Uh, 2013, Justin Berg and uh, Ariel Lowen won it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Josh Bridges and Alessandro Pacelli. Ah, Josh Bridges and Alessandro Pacelli from uh, from right around the neck of the woods where uh, Matt Souza lives. And uh, she's out of Diablo CrossFit with one of the greatest affiliate owners next to you, of course, JR, uh, Craig Howard. Uh, tell us about this one, the legless 2000. Oh, is this the workout? Is this the one? JR, I yeah, thought so you hated this workout. I thought you hated this workout. This is the one we were talking about in the beginning that I think like my numbers really three with strongman's fear three, two, and one still hold up. So it's been, you know, nine years. And I think that when you look at this workout, because it has that extra round of 27, because that has that extra round of four legless, it has 10 legless 72 thrusters at 95 and 65. I mean, this is, you know, everything kind of stems from Fran. That's like this with a push and a pull. And okay. Let me see this workout. Sorry. I need to see this workout. Can we, can we tell me what the workout is one time? Uh, Jared, I, was, uh, I was confused. 27, 21, 15, nine of thrusters, four, three, two, one legless rope climbs. Uh, say, sorry, say that I'm, I just wrote down the rep schemes. Tell me the movements again. Thrusters at 95 and 65 mm -hmm. and legless. legless rope climbs four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay. And this is uh 2013. Uh, okay. Go. Sorry. You like this because. Yeah. So this is the, this is the first time legless was programmed at the CrossFit games or in any level of CrossFit games competition. You saw the layout on the floor. This is maybe like the first time I really noticed how much thought went into it. If you go back and you show that picture that was on the screen, there were four ropes, one rope climb per rope for the first round. Then you moved on to your barbell. Then you had another rig with three ropes. Then you moved on two ropes and you moved on one rope. So progressing down the floor, it was so easy to watch. I remember watching this live when I first started CrossFit and watching not Josh Bridges win it because he actually won it from a previous heat, but you had mm -hmm. Rich, Marcus Hendren, and Jordan Troyan. Like, and watching it, I rewatched it today and like still got some chills. So, if you show this quick clip, they're all looking at each other who's going to jump up first, and then, then they just race. It's awesome. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is crazy. 20, wow, 2013. And that's the killer cage right there? No, 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 no. No, this is just the rig that they used to hang all these ropes. They had 10 ropes hanging for each lane. It's a but this wasn't run. also this was they didn't do this also wasn't the killer cage. This is, is it the same year? No, the no, killer year. cage was 2011, I believe. And wow, it, it had that bars. it had that spin bike. Remember the watt bike? Yeah, the watt bike. How did they build this thing? Yeah, crazy. This was cool because there was always that big spectacle where you would go into the stadium and there was this, there was the A frame from the year before. They had that other rig with the muscle up. So there's always kind of a cool spectacle walking into the Coliseum. Because I don't know if you guys ever went in Carson, but they used to keep it sealed off. Ever said on like you couldn't get in there at certain times. No, not would, me. I could go anywhere. Yeah, you had access the whole time. Uh, me, us peasants, yeah. we're yes. outside trying to like look in. But you would get in there, and there would just be this rig or something else in there, and it was always so cool because then all the speculation would happen, and they would build this shit overnight. You'd go oh, there, it'd be yes. fine, and you would show back up the next day, and you'd just be like, "Whoa, there's just this massive rig in the middle of this a stadium now." Really cool.
That's a great – oh, look at Marcus Hendren. Mm-hmm. They come across the line super fast here. And, and, and Taylor, you hadn't even found oh, CrossFit well, at this point, right? You said you found it in 2016? Yeah, I was still watching late night Cinemax in 2020. Oh, Travis Bajant. Skinamax. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Bajant right there. Yeah, 20. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, so this event too had some like big implications in the competition. Um, you know, this movement first coming out, you could just see the look on some of the faces of the competitors. Like Jason got 27th on this workout, Kalipa, <laughs> and he took a huge fall from the top of the leaderboard after this workout. You only had two women finish the event, only two this year as a 10 minute cap. So if you remember Alessandra Pacelli, mm-hmm. she used a kip the entire time. She kipped her way up the rope and, you know, a technique that most women still use today, all these years later, which is awesome that she was using it that long ago. And I would love to see something like this retested for the women, especially because I would say, at least 30 of the 40, maybe more finish this workout in 2022 if they redid it. Uh, one of the, one of the nuances about if you go back and and look at that, um, last shot that Matt showed us also in that stadium, I I mean, I really do like the, the venue in, uh, Madison, but in that tennis stadium in Carson, there was this really gladiator feeling that we've, Mm -hmm. we've never had anywhere else because you see the spectators can all push up against this wall and then, and then and the athletes are right there, and it really does feel like they're in a pit, especially when you push up to the wall. They're below you, and you're watching them. And when they come up against the wall, they're really close. It's like being at like one of those aquariums, and the fucking hammerhead comes up against the glass, and everyone's kind of like takes a step back. It was cool. That was a great venue. It's funny. This is actually my 2014 games ticket sleeve. I found wow. Wow, Sousa. Uh, we will sell that to anyone for $12. <laughs> It's signed by Rich Froning, too, by the way. Is it? Is it really? You got to buy it to find out. Let me see that. Oh, okay. The old Xbox box on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to forge it. Uh, number two on Taylor Self's all time best CrossFit Games workouts Amanda 45 from 2017. This was the take on the 2010 Amanda. And I don't even know who this guy is who won it. Never. Yep. Never even heard of the name. He's really, really good at body weight gymnastics movements, especially the muscle up. He's a shorter guy. Um, He's all over open workouts that that scream smaller dude. He's super fit. Was this snatch not heavy enough? It was heavy enough. And I'll tell you why. I think the one thing to note when you look at this workout, it's – a couplet weightlifting and gymnastics both movements are the highest presumably the highest of skill weightlifting movement paired with the highest of skill typical crossfit gymnastics movement and when you have 13 11 9 7 5 45 reps of each i mean it's essentially fran with muscle ups and squat snatches instead of pull-ups and thrusters and how so is this one- different how is this different than amanda from 2000 uh Amanda, Amanda from 2010, you just remove the 13 and the 11. And that's Amanda from 2010. Same weight. Same weight, same movement. Wow. I, I wonder if the fastest times on this one were better than the slowest times on the I last be, one. I wouldn't be surprised. I think the fastest times on this were right around 830, 840. Um, unreal. Most of the guys are doing 
I don't think anyone went unbroken the entire way on the muscle ups and just about everyone did singles on the snatches throughout until the round of seven and five, or at least until the round of five. Um, and just such a cool workout. And interestingly enough, when you're watching the 2017 games, you're watching Matt and Ricky Garrard go back and forth on this workout and thinking, holy shit, who is this kid from Australia? And now we know. Mm-hmm. We, we, we very well know who he is. This is Ricky's first year yeah. back. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Crazy. Yep. Crazy, 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 crazy. Pumped. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you like this placement of this, uh, uh, JR? Anything you want to say to the man with a stash, otherwise known as the thumb, the human thumb? No, this is, it's actually really cool that both of our number twos and we send each other our list, but not the order of our lists. So we just kind of knew what, what was in our top 10, but not what place they were in. And I think it's just really cool that, um, you have all these sexy workouts like pedal to the metal one and two are sexy. And you have some of the other stuff that has really fancy movements. Like strongman sphere is pretty sexy. Also these two legless and Amanda 45 are super OG classic CrossFit couplet weightlifting gymnastics, which I think is really cool that it's both number two. What about, what about the fact that some guy I've never heard of and that no one's ever heard of won this event? Does that, does that make you think I maybe it wasn't programmed good? No, Matt took, Matt took uh, second place in the event. Jamie Green won it for the women. I think Tia was too. Um, it was it was properly programmed. The, Dakota just has a good skill set. Um, but gosh, the just I mean, you turn that on TV and you see them advancing from rig to rig. Same thing, like the legless rope climb. Um, they have a rig with your set of rings for 13, 11, 9, 7, 5. The athletes are advancing each round and they're doing muscle-ups and squat snatches. It's just such a pretty visual too you're like holy fuck the muscle up is crazy the snatch is crazy uh mike uh uh um haplin helplin uh michael um how many people have won an event how many men have won an event at the crossfit Games since 2000 well you just have to get the number let's say eight yeah, so fifteen events usually time. No, because some dudes have won like someone's won like twenty That's events, right? Several, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I wonder, Mask. right? Yeah. So if it's any consolation, and someone's gonna roast me in the comments if I get this wrong, roast Dakota away. Ranger wins this workout in two thousand seventeen. Wait, 2000- say that again. What about twenty seventeen? Dakota Ranger wins this workout in two thousand seventeen. In two thousand eighteen. There's an open workout with 100 double unders followed by a movement, 100 double unders, a movement, 100 double unders, a movement. It has ring muscle ups and bar muscle ups in the same workout. And Dakota Razor won the world in that open workout. So if it's any consolation, some people are just that good at bodyweight movements. Yeah. And the other the other movement was an overhead squat. I think it's overhead, overhead squat, squat, overhead squat dumbbell ring snatches. Yeah. Ring muscle up, bar muscle up. Yeah. So very similar. I remember that workout like it was yesterday. This is the workout where uh, uh, Matt waved you in f- out in front of the clock, right? Yep. He was like, Sevon, what the fuck are you doing? I can't see your camera behind your nose. Wait, which workout was? This workout. This Amanda one? Yeah. So this was in this. This was in the uh, stadium in Madison? Mm-hmm. I've told this story before, but when Matt came over to me afterwards, he's like, dude, you were blocking the the clock and i said oh my god i'm so sorry and dave walks up i think matt was standing still standing right there he goes don't say fucking sorry to him 
<laughs> I love Dave. That's so funny. Like, all right, all right. I didn't, I didn't take it back. I meant it. I'm sorry. I didn't want to block the fuck. Okay, number one from J.R. Howell's all-time greatest CrossFit Games workouts. The CrossFit Games are undeniably uh, the they undeniably crown the fittest human being on the planet. Uh, and anyone who wants to contest that um, should probably be very careful with their tongue, or um. Or, or just start doing the open, start doing CrossFit, find your local affiliate. Uh, the game's been going on since 2007. We are heading to 2022. Um, up until this year, all of these workouts were programmed by the Dave uh, Castro, who's been around CrossFit forever, uh, and uh, former Navy SEAL. Uh, you, you could say that he, he brought CrossFit to the SEALs. He's one of the people who did that. Um, and, uh, we, it's the last two hours and 15 minutes. We've been going through the greatest workouts, um, ever at these events. And we're finally at number one and J.R. Howell has it as the burden run, which is a 2013 workout. And, uh, Jason Kalipa won this mm-hmm. yep, and Kalina Ladaris. Who? Kalina Ladaris. Don't, don't know her. How can I not know her? think you would know her if you saw her she she made the games a few years in a row okay kalina uh how is this was this hard to 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 settle as number one and uh, now i'm excited because we're coming towards the end of the show i'm so (laughs) uh was it hard um jr to to narrow it down to this one or did you know when you built this list did you go from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10 um neither i kind of jumped around but i knew this was my number one Really? So when, 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 when the idea for this show came up, it was like, bing, that's the one. For sure. And this okay. is. And it never wavered? You weren't ever like, eh. No. Okay. No. No, this to me is what CrossFit is. Mm-hmm. This is work capacity. This is heavy loans, long distances quickly. That's what this workout is. So they start off with a two-mile run. They flip an odd object that they've never done before, a football field. They pick up a hundred pound log and they try to run with it for 600 yards and then they drag a sled. So it's all grunt work. There's nothing fancy about it. It's just pure work capacity. What's really, really cool about this workout is coming into this year, everyone was wondering if Jason Kalipa could get his endurance better. Well, he won this workout and he won the first three of four workouts this year. He won both row workouts so the 2K row into the half marathon row, then he turns around and wins this one. And everybody like uh, Bill, all the announcers are just like, what has he been doing? And he later comes out and says, I've been working with a guy named Chris Henshaw. So talking about like what this what this year did, what this workout did for him. You saw Garrett Fisher come on the screen in, 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 in this workout. Everyone was wondering who he was and everyone was saying, oh, yeah, he's been training with Jason Kalipa and Neil Maddox. They're working with this guy named Chris Henshaw. So. This workout, though, it's it's I love grunt work. The competition that Taylor won, I actually named the Belton Run. My gym is on Belton Drive, and the workout was kind of an inspiration for that. It was a it was a one mile run, and then a sled push and drag, and then it was a sandbag carry for an eight hundred meter, and then it was a flip sled. So I I got the next generation flip sled and used it like the pig in this workout. So this workout is. Also, the pictures you get from it, the the shots you get from it here at the end of everyone dragging the sled is just so awesome to me. Um, 
Yeah. It, it, it was carnage. Oh my God. <laughs> it's carnage. Is that Froning also down over there on one knee? Mm-hmm. I think Garrett Fisher actually passed him in, in a behind the scenes or maybe another video he talked about. It was pretty cool looking over to my left and seeing Rich there and passing him and right at the end of the finish line. Yeah. And I and I like long stuff. And this was like this was a 30 minute workout. I think the winners finished just under 30, like 29 minutes. Um it, it was just really cool to see. Uh this is brutal. This sucks right here, what Jason is doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. This thing is fucking the last thing you want to pick up and have against your head, on your shoulder. It's hard. It's miserable. I remember there oh. was dirt and shit all over Jason. I was I was standing right next to him when he's carrying that, and I was taking pictures. It was nuts. How heavy was that, JR? 100 pounds. 100 pounds. 100. We, yeah. we did a bird and run, me and JR, a workout with the Rogue Ballistic Block. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a, that was a fun one. It was a partner workout me and JR did. That's not made to be carried, right? That's like like you, you stand on that to like do hand to do pull ups and stuff, right? Jumping yeah. pull ups, yeah. that hard rubber thing. Yeah, right. and I I had that in in our competition in, in Charlotte. We programmed. Hey, that. if you drop that on concrete, you got to like watch out. If that takes a bounce and goes it into bounces, your toast, so right? Flies, your yeah. toast. Yep. Wow, crazy! I was gonna say something else about that uh, um event. Oh, the, um, yeah, Garrett. Neil Maddox and Jason dominated. You're right. The, the, the workouts that year, I think Garrett may have won one of those first three workouts, like a, a run one where they were running around the stadium. So I think he was, he was the first one to the pig after yep. the two mile run. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh like, yeah. 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 And Dave yeah, was yeah. driving in the golf cart and they were chasing him. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I think they almost caught the cart, didn't they? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, I was in the cart filming. Yeah, it was nuts. Rich was seventh on this event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, man, I have some insane photos from that. I, I love a mass start. <laughs> Is that Jordan Troyan? Wow. Yeah. What a yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Easy. That's my boy. Easy. Two mile run. Easy. He's <laughs> at like a five minute pace right there. <laughs> Faster. Five minute. Yeah, it's like a fucking three minute mile. He's sprinting. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah. And just like this number one pick for my list is 100% biased. In my opinion, this day at the CrossFit Games is the best program day at the CrossFit Games ever. So they do the burden run and they do a zigzag sprint, which is like 30 seconds or less. And then that night they do legless. Look at these people on the left stealing rowers. Sorry, JR. I I heard what you said. I just see this picture and like, what are they doing? Uh, Okay. Finally. Taylor Self is going to match the burden run with a workout that comes from 2019. Taylor's pick for the best all-time CrossFit Games workout ever. It's called First Cut. It's from 2019. The winners were Tia Toomey and Matthew Fraser. Why this one? And, and uh, let me ask you this before you t- say why this one. Uh, did you know starting in, like when, when, when the idea for this show came up, you're like, yep, I know number one. I think I think this was both on me and Jr's list, and I think this is a probably close to burden run, if not neck and neck for his favorite or best programmed event of all time. So we we both had this on our list, and yes, I for sure knew this going in. I thought I've thought since they announced the workout that this is probably the best programmed workout at the CrossFit Games, especially in the context of the year that it was programmed. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. another miserable year for me across the yeah. The only thing I hate about this workout is there were heats of like 50 fucking people. Yeah. And so I just wish they would run it back and do this event with they have 10 people in each heat and you can really watch the race because it is such a fucking cool workout. So um, it, it says first cut, meaning that after this workout, they cut people? Yeah, so you had that year in 2019, they had like 140-some athletes because you had every national champion, the top 20 from the Open, and everyone who won a – they weren't called semifinals then. It was called uh, – Sanctional. Sanctionals, yeah. They, every, everyone who would won a sanctional. So you got like 140 people there. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry is invited to the games. Hunter McIntyre was there. And they're going to cut the field in half after the first event. So after one workout, 75 of you, goodbye, go home, um, which is – it's fucking nuts. And to do that, you have to have a, a classic CrossFit workout that is everything true to the methodology. And this kind of fits the bill. You have monostructural with the run, gymnastics with the legless rope climb, weightlifting with squat snatch two very, very high skill movements and then a good dose of volume and loading. Um, the 400 meter run times four is a mile of running. So, you know, you're going to get, what the fuck are all those people doing on the field? Yeah, those are, that's every fucking athlete. That's that's the competitors. And they can't even get a fucking media pass this year. Yeah. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? They invited people from like Ghana who won their country. And this is when it was still exclusive. Remember, this is before inclusivity with CrossFit. Ah, oh, yes, before inclusivity. Yeah, this when was, CrossFit this was, was before racist. that. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. exclusive. Yeah, this was the most racist year. Yeah, hey, someone weird. someone sent me a uh, breakdown of Glassman's last year and the makeup of the athletes at the CrossFit Games versus after he left. I mean, it, it looks like it went from uh, a, a world event to a fucking KKK rally. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh it's fucking ridiculous. It's so that the, these fucking people were so bamboozled. Sorry, anyone sorry. who got on the Rosa train. Sorry. I want to make fucking a quick, retards. A quick, and I mean that in the clinical sense, I'm not making fun of people who are disabled. I actually mean it in the clinical sense. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I actually loved this, this by the way, even though it's a shit show, I loved it. it, it those people were cool to meet. Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of people say, oh, why would you come and you got cut and you did one workout and you left? Yeah, they got an opportunity to come to the U.S. to do one workout at the CrossFit Games. And majority of those people that were going to get cut knew that that was going to happen. Hey, they got to come to a country with clean water, motherfuckers. No, I'm joking. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Realized the second event also had cuts. The name of the event was second. That's funny. I love love the guys from Armenia never went back. No, they, no one from Armenia made it. It wasn't that inclusive. Hunter made the first cut, but somehow didn't know the second event also had cuts. The name of the event was second cut. Uh, I think Hunter beat uh, – what, what place did Hunter take in this? I want to say someone said he destroyed Fikowski. No, he did not in beat this Fikowski workout? in this one. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go check. Yeah. Yes. We need Hot bullshit. Sometimes I just know shit, guys. Sometimes I just know shit. Destroyed the great Brent Fikowski. <laughs> no, uh, you're who are you kidding? Seven, if you got a media pass, you still see. You know, all right, fine, fuck you, you win. Uh, why did why did you pick this? I don't know why did you pick this. Uh, 400 meters, three legless rope climbs, seven snatches. Uh, oh, we're back to your triplet. Yeah, well, if you're gonna test, if you're gonna cut the field in half with one workout, it's got to test the broad range of CrossFit movements and modalities. 
400 meter run times four is a mile of running. So that's a good bit of capacity. You're going to have, which, which let me say, which let me say, Fikowski has no, no business running against Hunter McIntyre. Go on. Um, <laughs> who cares? Uh, so <laughs> 16, <laughs> who's care? One, Who's care? <laughs> one mile of running, a ton of running. The 12 legless rope climbs, I believe, were to 18 feet or just shy of 20 feet. Um, thank you, Mike Halpin. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> oh, he, he, was quicker, he was quicker than Fuck I was. You, I was bringing it up here. Um, and then a super high skilled and moderately <laughs> loaded weightlifting movement with the 185, 130 snatch for guys and girls. And the thing is after three legless rope climbs and a 400 meter run all out and you got to snatch 185, seven times, if you're not good at CrossFit, you're going home. Hey, when they say snatch, could you show you, could you, is this anyway, could you clean no. and jerk it? It no. was a, it was a squat snatch. It was a designated squat snatch. Dang. Which, you know, he, didn't beat, was a, he didn't beat Fikowski in any of the workouts. He didn't beat Fikowski in the two workouts that he got to participate in at the games. He took almost last on second cut because I think the field only had like 75 people there at that point. Yeah. Talk about fucking me spreading more rumors. I should just call my show Rumors. Yeah. I'm an an embarrassment to the sport. 19th and 17th. I would have destroyed Fikowski in a one-mile run if I hadn't gotten cut in the CrossFit. Hunter made a fool of himself during his Fikowski beef. Is that how you spell beef? Like when you're talking about that kind of beef too? Yeah. How do you I think, think they spell it with I don't beef? think there's any other way to spell beef. There's not? There's not like there, – how about beef cake? <laughs> Still the same. Oh, damn. Uh, who's – we can't have two of the all-time – we can't have two. What is Do the best all-time workout? Yeah, we can't have two, gentlemen. It's two twenty. We've been on the show for two hours and twenty-eight minutes <laughs> with inconclusive results. The people <laughs> deserve one. We can't have if, North if, and South Korea. If you could, if, we if have you, Florida and California, which is kind of weird. Go ahead, sorry, Jer. If you could take one workout every year and line everyone up and say we're going to cut half of you it would be something like first cut for sure. That's the most for what it was designed for. That's the most balanced, mm-hmm. well-programmed workout ever in the CrossFit games. So you're yeah. saying I fucking hated the fact that they ran the games like this, but since they did, they actually did a fucking pretty good job. Dave did a great job with that workout and the mm-hmm. second workout. Hey, mm-hmm. I think that was the first year that he was actually, f- there was a demand on him to do certain workouts. There were a lot of demands on him, put that year, man, I could, I could tell you some fucked up shit that happened to him. Every year, I'll say this to you guys. Yeah, it's not going to be that powerful. <laughs> because if I can't give you an example, if I can't give you examples, you're not going to really appreciate it. But every year, um, right, right as the games would start, some pressure would fall upon Dave that didn't need to fall upon him. There would be something that happens to him from, from CrossFit wise. I'm not talking like, you know, like a death in the family, but I'm talking about there would be some huge shift. Something would happen. So I'll give you one, one idea. One year at Carson, um, ESPN had released a article in their magazine taking a shot at CrossFit, making fun of CrossFit, talking shit about CrossFit. And Greg was fucking pissed. So Greg said, fuck them. We're not giving them the live feed. And it was supposed to be on ESPN and Greg saying no live feed. Now here's Dave trying to run this event. And now all of a sudden the live feed, if we don't have the live feed with ESPN, all sorts of other shit would unravel. 
sponsors, mm-hmm. time, time demands. The whole thing, it, it would open up this whole cascade of shit, but it was fucking Greg's company. So it would always be something like that would happen where he's just, it's, there's a, thousands of moving parts already. But although he didn't have to do with Hiller, there was no Hiller back then. Uh, <laughs> thousands of moving parts already. And, uh, and then something like that. And every year it was like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one year, and that one, and there were some really bad ones. It, it was crazy. It, it was, uh, it always seemed from the outside looking in, he was swimming upstream. It like did, whether, okay. I, yeah. it, because it, he was basically trying to be, there was so much attention on him yet. He was trying to get sniped. Mm-hmm. Like, like during you, the games, it was so fucked up. There was like stuff that could just wait. Yeah. Well, he was dealing with multiple dichotomies. He was dealing with the dichotomy between Greg and, and, and the CrossFit games. He was dealing with the dichotomy of ESPN in the CrossFit games the dichotomy of sponsors in the CrossFit Games, athletes in the CrossFit Games. Every single one of those events is a performance. He's coming out and putting on a grand performance and shutting it down, building a new one, putting it back up. Like, imagine all of that to have to swim upstream against. Like, nobody's, you know, showing up and being like, hey, let's just make it easier. We're going to communicate and not put a bunch of pile of shit on you while you're still trying to operate this event. I mean, even just getting shit off on time. And I mean, Jerry, you could probably speak with this, like with the events that you put on, just getting it off on time, not trying to sync up live events, not trying to make sure that, hey, that athlete's belt has a different name on it. You need to go put a piece of electrical tape and tape that up and everything else. And all of that is falling on his shoulders still while just trying to get the event off. So, 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 so Eric, I, I, I want to explain to you something. So uh, ESPN doesn't need to agree with CrossFit 100% uh, to work with the, Who cares? I'll just give you one example of, of why. Just so you know, anyone who's confused, anyone who's confused, um, it's like, uh, imagine you were having a heart attack and before you went to the hospital, you wanted to jump in the shower and comb your hair and put on clean clothes. And that took 15 minutes and you died. That's what the games are to CrossFit. If you give CrossFit any attention, the CrossFit games, any attention when anything critical is happening at CrossFit HQ, CrossFit HQ would die. It is nothing, no matter what any of you think, it is nothing to, to, to it when it comes to the essentials of surviving. It's, it's like clean underwear. It's fucking nothing. If, if you're, it, it's, it's nothing when it comes to the survival of CrossFit Inc. And so if you're out here doing this big, massive party that's CrossFit and all the eyes in the world are on CrossFit HQ, because of this party you're doing that's that, having that's inconsequential to the success and survival of the business. And the people who are airing it put out an article saying something like CrossFit injures people. It's like it's like being away from your daycare. Let's say you have a day, you own a daycare and you're away, and while you're away, someone spray paints on the side, pedophilia pedophiles work here. And that stays spray painted on the side of your uh, fucking um, daycare for a fucking week while you're fucking off in the Bahamas and you come back and the entire place is shut down. It's literally fucking like that. The games have no bearing on the survival. It is just a shower and clean underwear and combing your hair. I know so, so so many of you want to fucking deny that. The essence of it is the L1 team. And them doing seminars and affiliates opening. And, and that's what generates everything. Athletes, attention, movement standards. Everything breathes out of that department Nicole Carroll runs. Everything. And so that's why it matters. When ESPN attacks us while everyone's staring at us, guess who takes the hit? 
all the affiliates. So if I if if someone huge were to go on Joe Rogan, huge in the community, and they were to say, my dad's life was saved by fucking CrossFit. And my best friend's life was saved by CrossFit. While Joe Rogan's trying to talk shit about CrossFit. Then probably you could say that two new people would go to every affiliate and on the planet. People who were sitting on the fence would be like, fuck, I'm going to go to an affiliate. That's 30,000 fucking new members at fucking $2,000 a year that gets pushed into the ecosystem. And I'm being very conservative. On the other hand, if while the CrossFit Games are going on, CBS, ESPN, Facebook, and everything is fucking exploding, and all eyes and more attention than ever is on CrossFit Inc., and ESPN decides to release CrossFit Hurts People, it's fucked. It's fucked. It does the opposite. It makes it so the people who are sitting on the fence and thinking about going now don't go. And that's why it matters. You're basically you're basically walking outside of your house demanding all of the attention on you. And then if you slip and fuck up, your whole thing fucking backfired. If you would have done nothing and just get rid of the games, CrossFit Inc. just pushes along and continues to save lives. I, you, you have to understand that. This thing is a risk. Thank you, Eric. I hear you, but and I'm glad you and I'm glad you asked because I, I wanted to say uh, if you hear I hear you several people are always going to complain about stuff. Me complaining about CrossFit. Thing. I agree, I agree. But it's there's so many mom and pop businesses out there that are barely hanging on. You have three kids at home and you have a mom and dad and they put everything into running this fucking affiliate in the middle of fucking Des Moines, Iowa. And it's like, man, you have to if you're running the ship, you have to take that seriously. And it, I'm gonna stop there because Dave told me not to bash, but. Okay, I think I explained it pretty well. Sorry. Uh, I apologize. I didn't mean to hijack the show. Mr. Howell, Mr. Self, uh, Mr. Souza. Can we agree on one? Oh, and every egomaniac, including myself, shows up to the CrossFit Games. So whether it's it's Dave, me, Kelly Starrett, every big shot, fucking the, uh, Craig Howard owns, and every big shot in the community, J.R. Howell shows up. He thinks he's got the best gym in, in wherever state he lives in one of those Southern states, everyone's bringing their egos there to this event too. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dogging that. I did that too. I'm the coolest cameraman. So it's a, it's fucking tense, man. The coolest RX bar guy shows up <laughs> fucking CrossFit games. They're cool, man. If you have a job there, you want, you want a job there. Okay. Uh, first cut 2019 was the number one all time event that, um, Mr. Taylor self is suggesting. Oh shoot. Can we do a poll too late? I'm going to bed. Okay. Yeah, that would have been good. Next show, we'll do it. Uh, and and Jr. Howell is suggesting the burden run. Matt, do you want to do the tiebreaker? Do you want to do the tiebreaker, Matt? Burden run or? Yeah, that sounds good. I I think um, in the terms of like game. Oh, you game. don't know. Shut up. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I knew that was coming, dude. I knew that was. He does know. Coming. He does know. I'm sorry. Holy shit. He does know. I'm just fucking with you. Susan. That he was a know. setup. <laughs> That, that was, was a setup. A setup. I know. <sighs> I, I'm going 2019 though. Just, I mean, the triplet, the running, the, the high skill legless rope climb with the heavy high skill weightlifting movement, especially in the context of a cut for all these beautiful people from all over the world that came to join the CrossFit game. So I think that is my pick for the number one. That, that's the only nice thing anyone's ever said about the 2019 games. What was just said on this show. Yeah. If there's gotta be one, that's the one. It is. You agree? That's mm -hmm. the one. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, anything we want to uh, finish with? What an incredible show. Two hours and 40 minutes. Made longest ever. What's more incredible is how amazing. You guys remember in the early shows when I had to always get up and take a pee? Oh, wow. Yeah. Me neither. I have a tiny bladder. Yeah. You guys got conditioned. Good job. It's because I'm sweating nope. it out. I'm just, I peed twice into a Gatorade container. You guys didn't even know this. <laughs> Dude, like- I ate like, I ate like 15 apricots like an hour before the show too like because my trees are going off i know my stomach's rumbling I'm about, to <laughs> yeah. go, I'm about to do some crazy shit in the toilet dude for whatever reason apricots really make you shit i was on this like hiking trip and i ate a whole bag of dried apricots and we had such a good <laughs> i shit my pants and i had to bury my underwear in the woods wow 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 well, so I, literally, I literally like seven years ago. Wait, maybe like 10 years ago. <laughs> Dude, um, I ate a whole bag. It ran through me. I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened, Dick. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I just, just I guess, I don't know. Uh, tomorrow, we will have um, uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it's because they were dried. Yeah, dried will definitely screw you. Tomorrow we have uh, Andrew. Uh, we're doing a Hillerfit review show at 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, and then in the evening, no, we have nothing in the evening. Not Saturday, Sunday. And then Sunday, uh, we're having Jorge Ventura back on. Uh, he's got some crazy shit going on at the border. He's going to tell us what he saw in Arizona and at the uh, border with the great country of Mexico. Yeah, crazy stuff. He stretched his bladder dick. That's an interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a funny. Uh, Hayden, good on my coach showed up today at our gym today in a no rep shirt. That one of the members gifted her so rad. No, what would be so rad if she was gifted a CEO yeah, shirt? Sure. Uh, any final words, Jerry, you'd like to say? No, I mean, this was awesome. Like, listening to guys like Chase and Bill kind of go through their list. I mean, they've done regionals, um, reprogramming shows, all that kind of stuff. Getting to do one of my own has been awesome. Thank you. Yep. Uh, they do have a, uh, a YouTube channel, Get With The Programming. Uh, absolutely uh, legends. They've been doing it forever, and they know their shit. Um, Mr. Self, anything you want to close with? No, same sentence as JR. Thank you. Uh, put this on before I go outside. It's pretty cool out there. Matt, Susan, anything you want to say, brother? No, thank you. Yeah, this is a good, good show. I like how you're suiting up for battle right now. <laughs> hey, I didn't even put gel in my hair for this show. That's how much I was disrespecting Jr. and Taylor. No one even said he's anything. Gonna, I was like, he's going to go a shower. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, gonna go. Casual Friday. Oh, anyway, he's going to go six dollars worth of gel for these motherfuckers. <laughs> he's going to go hit a back squat one rep with his sweatbands. <laughs> bye bye.